BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You hear the music? We're live on a Friday. Boy. We got a Jeff McLean piece for a Philadelphia Eagles. Harry put me on to before we came on and everybody already in the chat right down and to AGB, Joey B, right up to Phyllis Brooks. That's Mama Brooks out there for you all out there. Yes, yes. Great Grandmama Brooks as Barrett is in the house today for the first hour. He's on the road in Kansas City and you have a kindergarten graduation. Is that what you're leaving us for? Bro, I have to I have to go make it happen, man. Pop, pop. Pop Pop has to go out there and be the man, bro. So that's what I got to do, man. And 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 my mom has been hounding me, calling me this morning, making sure that I that I pick up her grandbaby. Who's the best grandfather on television? Like in a television show, who's the best grandfather in a movie or te- a movie and television show? I feel like might be too wide of a range. Mm. So I don't know. Is it TV show? Like we always, you know, it's always the go-to. Give me your Mount Rushmore of TV moms. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah. Nobody ever talks about grandfathers. We never, I mean, look at Father's Day. Nobody even knows when Father's Day is. Yet you know what Mother's Day. You know what? I'm going to start paying extra attention to that holiday now. Well, it's you like have the to. second weekend in June, the second Sunday so. in June, isn't I've it? I've been neglectful. I, I admit to my own father, right. I've been neglectful. You never know. I mean, it, it, I, I I really don't know. When All I know is, is is I go by the golf calendar. It's when the U.S. Open is. <laughs> there you go. So that works. The U.S. Open Sunday final round you, always falls on Father's Day. Well, you can't go wrong. No, can't. Well, I, I, it, at all. I I need more. I need more from 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 the kids and the mothers on Father's Day. More than more more than just ties. You know, you can always go to a restaurant on Father's Day. Yeah. What you kind can go of to restaurant? restaurant on Father's Day? Like a, a fancy one? Yeah, and and you'll and you'll have seats. Go try to go on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. There's nothing available. Nothing. Well, yeah, it's cuz that's cuz guys don't care about that stuff as much. Like they they want to go out and play golf. They want to you know what I mean? Like they want to stay home and maybe watch a, an NBA game on a Sunday. I don't know. Right. They don't they don't care about that stuff. Women I you have fish. to do it. Like, yeah, if you I don't, don't take them to dinner, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah, there's nothing to that. <laughs> yeah. You could forget a Father's Day and it, yeah. it's going to. I, I couldn't care time. less. Oh, you forgot my Father's Day. I'm not really a father, but I'm old enough to be a grandfather. Well, who's sending you Father's Day stuff in the first Nobody. Day? Nobody's <laughs> sending me stuff. Okay. But I'm just saying, if they did and they forgot, I wouldn't care. Well, you know, I wouldn't either. Yeah, but part of me is like, Harry, you know, I, I get that you got to put on this chiseled, gruff exterior for the world here, but. <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe if you were a father and your 12 year old kid forgot it, it would hurt you. And it's okay to admit that on the radio or television or Philly voice here or Jacob media. It's okay to admit that. No, I'd probably say he's a chip off the old block because I didn't remember father's day. And my mom had to remind me as a kid. Well, everybody's mom has to remind you. My, my parents have been divorced since I'm two. I'm 42. I still get a text from my mother. Do you? Yeah, hey, you know, it's your dad's birthday. Hey, you know, it's Father's Oh, really? Yeah. You get the prompts, like text prompts. Yeah, because my mother is also a Jewish mother from Queens, Jamaica, oh, Queens. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Her that's, blood that's, to stand over me and say, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Are you doing this? That's a big problem. And self-made. So it's like, I, I even have that working against me as well. It's like, you're not working? <laughs> I get criticized. I You get criticized for not working. Yes, yes. What are you doing? I. It took, it took, I think, 38 or 39 years on this planet for me to have a conversation with my mom where me saying I'm not I'm, I'm doing something other than working was met with. Why aren't you working or did you work today? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All right. Well, it, so do you really consider this working? Well, you would you do a time is beyond working. But, Harry, I'm going to tell you no, the truth, man. No I don't really consider this working, man. You don't? <laughs> no, not really. You had to show up today. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, right. you, first of all, we got a text from you about an hour before the show saying you were out. You were bailing on the show. I, I was. Right. I was. But I, I called my daughter-in-law. Yeah. And she gave me the particulars of everything, so I'm, I'm right on time. I'm, I, I, I planned it out just right. Boom, 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 boom. Do we really need kindergarten graduations? Bro, you Is take that. Is that what the world and, needs? Well, you know what? I'm going to be at their front and center. Are you? Yeah, oh, hearing no him on, no question. No, he's gonna look up at his pop pop and be like, Yeah, that's my pop pop right there. Kindergarten graduate, yeah, yeah. And, 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 hey, and I'm telling you, man, my son, my grandson's a you know, he's he's a he's of my loins, you know what I'm saying? He could probably lick the salt off a lot of them kids' heads. That's how tall he is. Oh, yeah, how big he is. He's a he's a rough looking dude, man. He's you know, he he can rip up, you know. He can rip up some tree stumps if he wants to. He's a rough looking kindergartner. Huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Got braids and everything. Braids. All right. And All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I read the uh, the piece on JG, as he likes to be referred to. Oh, man. Gannon, Coach Gannon, yeah. the defensive coordinator today. Did you happen yeah. to see it? No, I didn't. No, uh, no I didn't. About this. Well, uh, it's, it's already happening, man. I wrote about this earlier in the week about the press conferences. Enough, enough, enough with the press cup, right? What was said? Well, it's just what is in. Hold on. What's going on? Now media property. Oh, in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Schender, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know- All right, we got a Friday here, and we're going to work a lot of football in here, at least the first hour. Barrett's hanging with us. We have the NBA playoffs nearly underway, and the ratings are going to tell a different story, but thud, another thud. The Eastern Conference play-in game is an absolute disgrace. Thud. (laughs) We'll see if what tonight can do anything to bring you back, but yes, Steph this, Steph that. At some point, like, you could pour chocolate syrup 
over cow manure. And at some point, you're still going to taste that cow manure. So you're still going to have to deal with this game tonight and Memphis and all the other stuff like that, no matter how much chocolate Steph syrup you pour all over this bowl tonight. All right. <laughs> well, all right? yeah, last night was a dud. I mean, in the third quarter, just, well, you know, as much as I claimed that the the Wizards looked like they were tanking the other night, man, they they just put the throttle down on Indiana in that third quarter and it was over. As soon as like they stole something. Yeah, they the did. Thing, as soon as you're down in these games, you're out. It's over. Like there's yeah. no fight left. Charlotte, Indiana. The, yeah. You need honestly. You want to do something here? Cut the ten team out. Get rid of that ten team out, and put a three game series between the eight and nine seed, and have them play to be the right, like a real play in should be the seven seed, just to get LeBron or this other stuff. Get the hell out of here. Well, I mean, why should the eighth seed have to play three games or win a series to get the eighth seed? They already had the eighth seed. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, if I'm, if I'm that eight seed team, I'm like, screw this. Well, no, it, already the eight seed. Right. Play somebody else I already the beat AC. them for, for, through a 72 82 game season. What are you making <laughs> me play this play in series for? Well, you may not have beaten the team below you. And that's the whole idea in the play in thing in the first place. So the play in is here to stay. I'm just trying to eliminate San Antonio and the 10 seed. I like Charlotte. Or, it's Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get rid of bad basketball for you. I'm yeah. doing this for you. Oh, Barrett. you're doing a service. Yeah. yeah. This is what I get, Barrett. Well, Russell what? Westbrook, what? I mean, he 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 lived up to his vow. He vowed to take this team to the playoffs about midway through the season when they were in a major funk. And uh they actually it was actually pretty impressive what they did from there yeah. on in. Not that beat, he did. We're back. Yeah, Daddy did. It's the middle. You got a little Marv too last night, right? And the Wizards are hearing it from the home crowd. They shoot 58% from the field, 142 points, and you see the final score 142 115 to cap it off for Washington. That's something, right? Now, is that Marv's last game? Yeah. That's it. That tremendous Hall of Fame career goes out in a play-in game? Uh, really? I a play. I, I don't know if he's done. I think he's done after this year. Yeah, I know he's done, but it, but I'm just wondering, like, I'm hoping he's going to do another series or two because you can't have that be your last game, right? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he should go out in a game seven, you know, Eastern Conference Finals or something. I yeah, I, I think that he's there for the whole year or the whole postseason. Right? I hope so. Yeah, the, the Wizards were once 17 and 32 back on April the 5th. Mm. They became the first team to make the playoffs after being 15 games under 500 during the season since the Suns did it back in 96 97. Yeah, you know, I'd be interested that look. I don't, I think we have to take it both ways here, right? Where the conference is so bad. It is. That on one hand, the Brooklyn Nets can have one and a half guys for the majority of the season. And, and almost win guys. the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Which would also make sense, Harry, that a team like Washington could separate itself from nine other teams below them. Mm-hmm. Like it's so bad that really one team who is not great but good enough could go on that run. Yeah. 
Wow, that I mean, look, it's an impressive run. Is that similar to what we saw with like St. Louis? Now they won the cup. Uh, the, the, the 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 Blues uh, two years yeah. ago. Yeah, that's a that was in, yeah that was in like early January when they were in Philly, <clears throat> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I think Philadelphia helped birth the Gloria song, right? Yeah, that's right. They were at that that bar in Philly playing it on the jukebox or something, and all of a sudden, bam, from out of nowhere. Yeah, so it gives it. you an average team and and ability to go out there and take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Do I like it? Yeah, I, I do like it. They went but seventeen and six over that stretch. The Wizards from right. April. That's pretty. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, not bad. Well, I'm gonna tell you this though. I hate to do it to you, but this is like the worst team to play against the Sixers team, even though they <clears throat> they swept them this year. Mm-hmm. This is a guard driven team. Yeah, Beal dropped sixty on them in that one of those games. Yeah, I think it was the first game. I'm and he missed the last five shots, and that's why they lost the game. But yeah. he dropped 60 on him. 60. So, and, you know. And I was reading that Ben Simmons only guarded him on, like, one possession in that crazy game. Crazy nonsense. That's going to change. That's so you think, change. You think Matisse Thibault's going to be the guy then? I put I put. He Thibault. gets more reps? You got you to gotta slow him down, man. Yeah. You can live with Beal dropping 100. On the sports map radio network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So what's up, man? We, we got another overreaction to a press. Somebody won the press conference, right? That, that's First off, this guy who is now charged with coaching the defense here in Philadelphia, the new Eagles defensive coordinator, Jim Gannon, Rich Gannon, Charlie <laughs> Gannon. Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. <laughs> I mean, John, Jonathan Gannon. I Jonathan Gannon. Thank yeah. you, sir. He's he comes out right away and says, "I don't even have a scheme. We're just going to see what these guys can do, and then put them in in the right place." And, right. You know, that's pretty much the theme so far. Is like these guys are talking about the roster as if they've just seen it on paper and and haven't really had much interaction with it. Look, that's fine, mm-hmm. but to me, and and before we even get into the McLean article and the depths of that, just to look at this with Barrett and you, Harry, as well. That to me says this thing's going to take some time. If you don't know how to use your personnel heading into a season, I'm not saying Barrett that you're wrong or that you're a bad coach or that you don't know what the hell you're doing. But what I do kind of know is that sucker is going to take a little bit to click because you're still going to be in the process of working. What's good. What's not trial and error and it may be week 10 before you figure this out hell it might be year two before you figure it out well it was like week 10 before the tampa bay buccaneers really figured it out Da-da-da. you know what i mean we winning games <laughs> yeah, i know I, 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 i'm just saying no I, I don't i don't know that it, it's a negative because i just think that he doesn't want to be boxed in to any you know anything right now before he really gets to evaluate what he's got Yeah, but that's my point. Yeah, Real quick, Barrett, I just want to clarify this to Harry. My point is not that it's a bad thing he doesn't know how to use them. It's a bad thing in the sense of this is going to take time. I don't think you can just figure this out. Yeah. You're better off hitting a one iron out of a club, (laughs) uh, out of of your bag. That lends itself to the fact that this whole season is basically a look-see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Barrett, it validates that, no? Yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, they don't know what they don't know. I mean, you can listen to even what, you know, what the head coach said. He said, you know, guys, go out there. I want to see what you can do. But the biggest thing, show me what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show me that you're a player. 
Right. I mean, at this point, if I'm a if I'm a young player or I'm a player that's on the you know on the cusp of making a team or not, bruh, I'm going out there ripping heads off. I don't care who's in front of me. I'm gonna dominate because I want to have that mental picture in their head. You only get a first. You only get one time to have a first impression. Right. And their first impression is what they're gonna see out there in practice today. I mean, uh, when they're out there in these little walkthroughs or these these little camp things. This is where you build um, who these players are. Mm-hmm. So if you see a guy out there running around like one guy that's going to definitely step out and be a guy that they're going to be looking at, the Gannon's going to look at, it's Bradley from Temple. Yeah, you that love kid him. knows yeah, one that. speed. <laughs> I'm telling he you. He is always on. I went to Temple, and you're more bullish on Sean Bradley <laughs> than I am. Right, but I'm Once telling week, you, man, Bradley watch Bradley. what I tell you. <laughs> this kid knows full speed. He may not be the best athlete. Mm-hmm. He may not be the best player. But damn it, he gonna go full speed. He gonna run through that wall. Yeah, effort has and never been a problem for him. That I will agree with. Yeah, and that's what that's what he is, yeah. you know. And he he will be on this team a long time if he can keep, continues to do that, and and may get some reps. Well, I see on the stream, Birdman nine ninety uh, says Gannon will be a head coach soon. Well, that's and, oh geez. I mean, he's already saying it. This is what I'm talking about. This is where I think we need to just pump the brakes a touch. Because this guy hasn't called one play on defense in his life at this level yet. No. Not yet. No. And we're already anointing this guy as the next hot coaching commodity. It says it in the the McLean piece. Well, I love Jeff. But he he says here, he talks about Gannon, like Sirianni, is new to his position and has never called plays. If he has immediate success with the Eagles, though, his stay could be short-lived. So they're already they're already making the plans for him to be uh, hired away in a year. Harry, look what happened in, in Washington. Same thing happened in Washington. Everybody started looking. All right, they bring they go they got they hire. Uh, oh, McVeigh was there. Yeah, yeah. McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. They had McVeigh, mm-hmm. Shanahan. Right. All those guys left and got head coaching. But guys. Shanahan had worked his way like he had been a play caller elsewhere before yes. he had gone to Washington. Right. Call- I mean, Yes, he had paid more dues. This guy just walks into and and look, this is part of it. And I wrote this on Philly Voice earlier in the week. There was the good and the bad of it, where we just can't help ourselves overreacting to these press conferences. And here is the latest example: we had Joe Girardi, where people were were calling for Gabe Kapler to come back because he was no next questioning Jim Salisbury and and extrapolating some major concern about Joe Girardi as a manager because he couldn't handle that back and forth allegedly with Salisbury too. All of a sudden, Nick Sirianni has changed the temperature in the room because he's come out and been able to throw a couple of platitudes out there. And you've got people just, oh yeah, right. oh yeah. This you guy's can't overreact. This guy's got it. Right. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right away we have today right. with all anointing Gannon as a head coach. And just get out there and do something for a year or two before we start talking about this. How right, long can we talk about Jim Schwartz getting a head coaching job? At least he came as a head coach. Right. Well, hey, Shan, for, for once, I'm, I'm with you on this. We got to pump the brakes, man. We cannot go out there saying anointing guys this and that when they haven't even – they don't even – just like you said, he didn't even know what defense is going to run. Right. Hopefully they run a let big – Let him figure it out. You know, yeah. let, let him figure it out a little bit. I'm, I'm willing to give him this whole year to just sort of see what they have in the quarterback if he really is uh, the guy or they've got plenty of draft picks the next season to go find one, whatever, then you start over again. But I'm – you know, I've got an open, like, clean slate for this coaching staff too. I don't know what to expect. 
Harry, we have no choice. All right. We have no choice. Right. We don't know what these guys are, who these guys are. Half Which, the players no. on this team, we don't know what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, th- th- I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, just like my man Baldy. Yeah. Baldy has anointed our second round pick. Oh, Dickers, he next, loves him. Yeah. The right? next. Oh yeah. Yeah. He loves Nelson. Him. From 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 uh, Indianapolis. Quentin Nelson from Indianapolis, the Notre yeah. Dame kid. Yeah, I know. I he know. is annoying. And maybe he will be if right. he can stay. Listen, if he could stay healthy, he's probably going to be. Bro, okay. If he stays healthy, yeah. This kid here, he has an attitude like no other. Mm-hmm. He's a finisher. He's kind of athletic too, man. But he just and he's strong as heck. Oh yeah. But you know he can't stay. He has to stay on the field. And Baldy pointed pointed out he started twenty four games in a row. There's hope. Okay. <laughs> There's hope. Right. There is but, hope. You know, but this you entire team. Right. I, I have a rant on um on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I have a rant on there about you know the the the, the ranking of the thirty two quarterbacks and putting you know hurts it at thirty one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean you have a you have a first round draft choice that you know first pick overall, but he plays for the worst organization known to man, mm-hmm. Jacksonville. You you can't expect that kid to go out there and do anything. And plus, they just signed Tebow to a contract. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Notice how Come we on. didn't even talk about that the other day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> man. Or Tebow. Oh, he literally signed Tebow. a contract though. Before yeah. it was just he worked out. Yeah. But he signed a contract. Mm-hmm. And I love Bar Scott. Bar Scott said, "Look, if I line up and Tebow's out there and I line up against Tebow, I'm gonna make sure that I'm just gonna." Jam him and not even let him. I'm going to embarrass him because number one, I played this position my entire life, and here this guy comes in after seven years, six years being retired, and wants to change position and thinks he's going to do something to me. Right. Oh no! Right. Oh no! He, he was playing baseball for the last couple of years, yeah. trying to <laughs> right. play baseball. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, irony. Was the irony is that Bart Scott walked into a media job. Right? Isn't that funny? Walk. Yeah. Walked Walk right in, right down to the set of NBC or uh, NBC. off two no, words. Yes, yeah, off two yeah. words. Right, yeah. can't, so, wait. can't wait. Let, like, Those let's, two let's words put things in wait. perspective here. I have, I have, I agree with Bart Scott, and he's right with Tim Tebow. But the hypocrisy of it is yeah. far, like the hypocrisy of calling out Tim Tebow does not limit or diminish. The absurdity in its own right of Tebow, like both can coexist here, and that's the problem with sports media that I always go back to is that it's full of Tebows. Mm-hmm. Barrett was in a truck editing tape, right? Barrett was behind the scenes, tables behind right. the scenes. Yeah, well, I served, dues. Yeah, I served Jaws, Ron Jaworski, coffee. Is that I right? was I was there. Oh man, I, Sterling Sharp, ask Baldy. I went and got Baldy a sandwich from the from the from from the um the, the, wow. the cafeteria. You know, so I did it the hard way. I worked That's my way amazing. up, man. Wow. You know, my first time being on radio was with you. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there with you. I'm like, uh oh. All right, what am I gonna say? And then and here comes you. Talk about football. Yeah, I know. I mean, just, I mean, don't talk about just talk about football. <laughs> and, and, and you walk me through right. it, man. This is utterly ridiculous how guys just get thrown jobs mm-hmm. you know yeah and some of them just just let them go to trick them off too. i'm envious well look, right. it's gonna be me too you come august you'll see me on a channel that you never thought you'd ever see me on and I, i'm not i didn't pay years of dues 
on oh, QVC. you pay dues, bro. Yeah, you not, not in that world, not in QVC or anything yeah, like that. But I'm, you, I'm a, you will be the reason I will watch that channel for eight minutes. Oh, da, da, da. Me too. That yeah. may be it. Okay. Well, I, I feel a little bit better about my own hypocrisy. What are you gonna say? What was that, what was that Eddie Murphy part. movie? What was that Eddie Murphy movie where he did the same thing on like a QVC channel? Um, what oh. was that? The stream will know the not Eddie Holy movie. Man. Holy man, yeah, that's it. Holy, holy man. man, yeah. This are you the new man. holy man? Yes. So this is what you're gonna sell. This flashlight. Well, it's it's not just a flashlight. See, see this thing right here. What is that? That breaks the glass in your car if you're. Oh, if, if you. Oh, okay. This ain't Bruce Willis. This ain't Die Hard, Jack. You're in a car accident. You're gonna need this. You can't kick that thing out, Barrett. Yeah, can't kick that thing. But the out. problem is, is, what if you can't access wherever that is in your car because, because you got the airbag belt. all up in your face? Well, the airbag will deflate. It's the seatbelt that's the problem. Mm. Da da da! I happen to have a seatbelt cutter right here for da, you. Da, da. <laughs> so you just cut that seatbelt out. Look, I, I've seen an eighty-nine pound woman in the demo cut her seatbelt out with this thing, so you can do it as well. Uh -huh. And then you bash the window. You're out of it. You're out of the car wreck before the jaws of life even come. Where's so my it, credit card? Should I should I cash app you? And I, I, I need to get one. What, what are they? Nineteen ninety nine, and you'll throw in a second one for just another nine ninety nine. No, it's a pack. No, he'll give you a, two. You, you buy it, he's gonna give you a round robin. Yes, <laughs> I'll give you free picks on the way. Free out. picks. That's right. You buy four of these right now. I'm giving away. Free. I'm gonna get on there and say, yeah, I tell you what, Dave, you add an extra two to this foursome, you make it a six pack right now. I'll throw in a round robin tonight. I'll give you a special pick. You won't even have to hit my 800 number. Right. <laughs> I'll even give you a free round of golf at my club. <laughs> yeah, right. Just buy it. I'm gonna be insufferable. Oh, that's Just great. Wait. Just wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, look, hey, I mean, I'm Bart Scott at QVC, so I, I can't, you know, I can't rip. I got on there for one thing. Is there a Ginsu knife on that thing too? No, there's no knife on that. I'm working on that. I'm working on getting the flashlight and everything else with it. Yeah. You, you remember that the worst camera thing? guy? You remember those uh, those commercials where it would cut like an aluminum can and then they'd cut yeah. a they'd slice right. a tomato right tomato, after that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I ordered that. See, that was the worst thing about working um breakfast on broad. I had to be at work at four o'clock in the morning. So those infomercials are on. So I'm watching all the infomercials on that show. So you I'm buying what? knives I don't want. Yeah. I bought a power washer that doesn't even work. I'm still really? pissed off off. Yeah, I'm still pissed off from it, man. Isn't that a, that's a great lead in having an infomercial. And that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. You know, the new infomercial now is because if you're up like that or you're just out, everybody's locked on the phone. So think about what Amazon has essentially done where Instead of going to Twitter or going to whatever app it is, a lot of people just go on Amazon. Like I would do it. My wife hates it. Boxes everywhere, right? Yeah. So that's the thing is that's the new impulse buy. And that's right. the new up late infomercial is just going on the app and already being hit, inundated with, hey, you would really like this. Right. Bought this. You would really like this. Right. Based upon Amazon. your recent purchases, our algorithm says that you're going to want this. <laughs> Right. Don't yeah. you start them? You That's just right. start them now. Yep. Amazon yep. is Amazon is taking over the world, man. I mean, you can get anything on Amazon. It's better than eBay now. eBay used to be my best friend. Now yeah. Amazon, man. I get yeah. everything. I bought a motor off Amazon. Well, hold on. I got to hear about this motor coming up. All right, we got to take a quick one here on the network. Kevin Kincaid is going to join us in the second hour. Look at some Sixers. Ryan Balanchy in the second hour. Look at the PGA. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shader, like, 
subscribe, share away on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Grow, help us. That's the best and easiest way you all out there can help us like, share, and remind the crew. See somebody new in there? Remind them, hey, welcome to the community. Make sure you like and share and subscribe, especially. We're back in three. It's the middle. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Bro, I yeah. hate Kansas. I hate Kansas. Kansas? Yes, man. It's nothing here. A couple of my buddies are out there this weekend, too, for a wedding. Oh. Oh. I hate to do it to them. Disaster. Oh, <laughs> they are bored right now, man. No, no, they're not. They're not bored. Trust me. <laughs> they're going to get arrested. You are listening to The Middle on the Sportsman Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Nobody this hour. I keep wanting to promote Kincaid, but he's coming up next hour. So, just more of Rich Gannon taking over as the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still curious, man. I want to see what, what he's going to run. 
with the talent that he has. Right. We don't have any idea. Like, think about this. How many teams this year have no idea what they're running on both sides of the football? How, just a percentage, do you think? Or like, well, a, I mean, he's a four-three defensive guy. I mean, he's like, just look at what Mike Zimmer has done, right? In his all his stops, what Cincinnati, Dallas, now you know Minnesota as a head coach for the last seven, eight years, whatever it's been, he's going to blitz more. Is is what everybody seems to think, and you know that's what everybody was so annoyed with well, Schwartz on it is that he rarely ever blitzed. Yes. Right. Schwartz was scared to blitz because, you know, he didn't have the athletes back there because to cover if they get loose, which is right. like, is you know, it's crazy because they're, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, you're in a terrible situation. I mean, the fact that he was able to go out there and execute a defense with the guys that he had was, I mean, that was poetic, you know, you know, poetic, just being able to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to have corners that can't cover. Yeah. But then if you don't create pressure with your front four, you're going to get enough get time to throw the ball. Anyway. And they're still yeah. going right. to get exposed. Right, right. Now, I, mean, it, yeah. I actually thought he did a pretty darn good job here for many years. I did too. The only issue yeah. that I have is that we were led to believe that he was pretty instrumental in handpicking who his guys were. Mm -hmm. So he was. Okay, well, that's, that's what I'm saying is – how as good as it was for him to overcome the issue, he also helped compound the issue by not bringing the right people in in the back end. Does that make sense, Barrett? Yeah, sure. Can't that's, have it both ways. Right, right. Yeah. He's handpicking guys. Yeah. He's bringing his guys in, but some of those guys couldn't play. Yes, you know. <laughs> right. But but it's look. I don't think it's as simple as just oh, then then he's a good coach or he's a bad coach. I think it. I agree with you guys, which he overcame more than. He, I, I guess the opposite, but part of me in the back of my head is like, hey, man, you know, you can't really complain about a chef unable to make one of the courses really good. Like a, he, he's not a great pastry chef. Guy can cook a piece of, of meat, great appetite, a salad that you think is is plucked right from the Mediterranean. But uh, that pastry or, or that cake was awful. Need more sugar, stuff like that. When the chef is the one make, keeping the ingredients right for all of the meal, so that's what I'm saying is that it felt like Schwartz, for the most part, was had a great first course, amazing main course, but just kind of left us leaning and, and wanting a little more when it came to the dessert. And yet he was the one making the cakes. I'm hungry. It always comes down to sugar with him. Well, I see it? all this resin talk up here. Seriously, I mean <laughs> chocolates. And chocolate covered almonds or whatever yeah. he's eating. He's always about sweets. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Life's nothing better. Wrong at all, bro. Nothing wrong at all. Man. Well, I'm going to ask you this, though. Why does this team devalue two positions in particular? Cornerback and linebacker. I, I, I don't understand it. You think they devalue corner, too? Yes. Hmm. Well, this year they did, I think. Well, they definitely did this year. They did last year. Well, exception of Slay, they brought Slay right. in last year. You're saying that because they didn't draft it high high up in the draft this year, and they don't or free agency either in a in a year, Harry, where they needed one. Yes, in the That's worst. Where way. I think the concern is right. Like they needed one. Well, when did well, they sign need... Darby uh, a couple years ago? And that was a good pick. Darby actually wasn't bad. He was just too little. That was part of the trade. That was part of a pick. Remember when we looked at the 2017 draft 
and we kind of look back in hindsight of the 2017 draft. Darby was involved in one of those trades. Okay. Buffalo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan Matthews trade that eventually. That's oh, right. Yeah, it was Jordan yeah, Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it right. It was Jordan Matthews. You're right. Which was a good wow. move to get rid of him. Now, again, you, you got him in the first place. So yeah. you had to get rid of him. That was one of those other positions that they used to devalue, which was wide receivers. And right. They, they'd get these milk toast guys in here. And, yeah, you know, say something. James Thrash. Nelson Aguilar is a warning, is a warning where I think what's going to happen here is you, you don't want to see what we've seen on defense a lot where guys struggle, guys struggle, guys struggle, then they go on, they play out better elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. You, you hit it. Shan, you just opened up something that we hadn't talked about, and a lot of people aren't talking about it. We're talking about you know not bringing in the right talent. Yeah. How about developing talent? We have yeah. not developed wide receivers. We have not developed cornerbacks. We have developed defensive linemen, offensive linemen, tight ends, safeties, but we devalue a lot of, I mean, a lot of positions. We just don't, I mean, because there's been what six wide receiver coaches here, six. I mean, I think we got a pretty good DB coach now. But well, I mean, couldn't you say, couldn't you say that they did a little developing with a guy like Ward, who was a practice squad guy? And I know they needed, they were kind of down to nothing but him. But he's actually a decent fourth or fifth wide receiver now in the league and probably is going to have a, you know, a career that's going to extend. Harry, that's mm-hmm. just him wanting it. Him okay. wanting to stay in power. He wanted to be in the league. So he did whatever it takes to switch positions, become a wide receiver, hone his craft, get better himself. Right. He did. I mean, he did what Tebow didn't want to do 10 years ago. Ah, da, da. Yeah. Matt Collins or anything. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's the middle. A lot happening here. Second hour, we'll look a little in the Sixers and PGA direction, more in the NFL here coming up. And this comment from Sabathia. This is what I was telling you when they. Yeah. What? CC Sabathia going off on uh, La Russa. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you hear this? He, no. He's a good dude, man. Yeah. I, dude. I, uh, I know a guy who works with his wife. Yeah. You ready? This is what I was telling you when they hired him. Like, he's just so out of touch with the game. And most people are, cuz. Like, I sit here and watch Christopher Russo on fucking MLB Network. He's out of touch with the game, cuz. Like, Tony LaRusso's out of touch with the game, cuz. He should not be managing one of the best teams in the American League, period. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is he allowed to say that word on the air? Is he, what? Does he have? Does he have the authority to drop that word on the air? Which word? Cuz. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> only you, man. Only you would see that, bro. <laughs> this is what I was telling you when they hired him. Like, he's just so out of touch with the game. And most people are, cuz. Like, I- y'all using my cousins? <laughs> is he talking to the cuz? He's out of touch with the game, cuz. Wait a second. Is he talking to Anthony? Is he talking to Anthony? That, I think that's the only way you could get away with dropping that many cousins in a 13. Se- I've got another minute and 12 seconds wow. of this audio. This How do you know? This? Was you, this know on- you know Cece. You, you, do you know him? I don't Cece, know him but I know somebody who works with his wife. And he's a great I dude. Played, I played golf with him last year. Mm-hmm. This It was around this time last year. That dude there is, man, he, he's, he's rich. He yeah. understands he's rich. 
He is that dude. So he says whatever the hell he wants to say. Right. He's like the baseball Charles Barkley, bro. Didn't he give up drinking? Yeah, yeah he dropped. He dropped. Yeah, the he, he had a little bit of an issue with it, I think. For a no, while, he wasn't, he, and, he, and he was, and he wasn't drinking either. He was smoking the cigars, but he wasn't drinking. Right. No, that's no, but thing. he was drinking back in the yeah. day. He yeah. dropped a bunch of weight and all. Yeah. How many more cousins? Yeah, big dude too. Yeah, he's he's like two six seven, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's big. How many yeah. more cousins do you think you're gonna get in the next minute? Two. Four. Already got two. Four. Two. Hey, guys, like Tony LaRusso's out of touch with the game, cause he should not be managing one of the best teams in the American League. Period. The fact that. Tim Anderson, the basically the captain of their team, had to go on Instagram and step up for his teammate. Like, yeah, the game wasn't over. If you're going to put a position player in there to pitch, guess what? If he's going to lob over the plate, we go fucking tee off. Put a Tim Love rule up there, cuz. If y'all don't want to see people get embarrassed and you don't want to see position players pitch and people swing on 3-0 counts and all that shit, then make it a 10-run rule so the fucking game will be over and you don't have these stupid-ass written rules. And now you got a rookie that's basically been carrying your team this whole these last first six weeks of the season. This guy's been carrying you, and now you don't have a problem with the fucking weird ass Minnesota Twins throwing behind your one of your biggest hitters. That's just stupid. It's stupid. Period. I'm sorry. This I wanted another cuz. We got 14 more seconds in here. Do you think we're gonna get one more cuz? No. On the no, app. Barrett. Not one. No, we had a couple. We got we got a couple f bombs that that took took over the cousins. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. Uh, we welcome you back on the network here. Still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Reminder to like, subscribe, share away, so you don't miss anything happening on the entire page of content. Mm. But beyond that, we were just running the CC Sabathia, and there were a couple of cuz bombs. Dropped. Yeah. Forget the f bombs. We're we're more focused on the cuz bombs. I like cuz bombs better. Yeah, well, he was well, cuzzed up. One f bomb is worth two cuzzes, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm wondering, was that on Fox Sports Radio on the weekend with the cuz? I don't know. And and Lincoln, yeah, right. the fellas is the name of the show. Is that what it's called, the fellas? Yeah, with uh, Lincoln believe- Kennedy. Yes, I believe yeah, and two it- of them still do the show together. Yeah. If not, then it might That's just a be big dude too. Yeah. Oh, Lincoln's fantastic. I, I I've had him on courtesy of Anthony on on a couple of my shows, and and he's amazing, dude. Well, now I got to do to you what we always do to Barrett. To be fair, because you dropped a, a few minutes ago that you have a connection to one CC Sabathia through no. some other people, and no. if that was Barrett, we'd be jumping all over his back saying, "When's he coming on a show?" I don't know. We'll be hurting right now. Right. I just know somebody who's worked with his wife. And as I've said multiple times, I don't know what you misconstrued or how you misconstrued that. But that's all I said is that I know somebody who works with his wife, worked with his wife and a couple of fashion things. She's a big fashion designer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's all. That's oh. what I'm saying. Jeez, slow oh, down. You know, no. We got to treat you and, and me the same way we treat well, Barrett. I get it. I get it. Now, <laughs> now, how many more? We've got 14 seconds left on this audio. Will Harry definitively said no, no more cuz bombs. Will we, Barrett? What do you, what say you? I think he gets one more. Just one, one. more. <laughs> one more. That's just f-ing stupid. It's stupid, period. I'm sorry. This is terrible. He shouldn't be f-ing managing that team. And if you're not going to step up and have your players back, what's the point of being the f-ing manager of the White Sox? Stupid as f-. Sorry. Oh, Harry's See? right. It's stupid. You win a pen. 
Who said that? Because we had that on a drop back at the old place. It was. Um, it's stupid. It was the closer, uh, Papelbon. Oh, okay. That's right. That's it was right. Papelbon. Who, Talking about Velo. Everybody yeah. was obsessed with Velo, man. It's stupid. It's stupid, man. <laughs> that's what, because when you heard the cut, it sounded like him saying, is stupid, man. Yeah. <laughs> because it was cut like that to make right. him. Now, like, you, you almost went into your Tony Montana. It's there. stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's so good, oh, man. Okay. Okay. He's so good, it's man. Stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> you tell your friend. I kill a communist for fun. Here he goes. <laughs> All right. All right. We got it back to the eagle. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Starface impersonations. You, half the audience hasn't even seen that. <laughs> right. It was 1983. I seriously. Uh, the whole thing with with uh, the whole thing with Sabathia, though. I mean, it, my favorite part of it has to be when he's ripping Russo, right? Yeah. The game, and most people are because. Like, I sit here and watch Christopher Russo on fucking MLB Network. He's out of touch with the game, cuz. That's amazing. Well, yeah, and, and if you're Christopher Russo's producer, I sit whether here and it's watch Christopher Russo, yeah, whether it's for High Heat on the MLB Network or his radio show, you are dialing CC. Yeah, every ten minutes, you got to get him on. Here's the Absolutely. thing. What's Russo? Now, you know, like normally Russo's got a problem with everybody. You can go back and say, ah, you know, Bob Gibson. They yeah. never did it. Right. What's he going to say about CeCe's one of the best Yankees pitchers? Uh-huh. And you can't argue with his effort. Like, it's not like this guy was dogging it, you know, as far as this whole thing with taking nights off in the NBA, John Havlicek stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think Russo might have to uh, to just accept the fact that he got ripped, right? Well, yeah, Russo. but I mean, you got to get him on. I mean, the, the score was fifteen to four when that infielder threw that cookie. Okay, yeah. was it was it a better cookie than the one that Matt Moore threw last night? Oh, that was just gone before you even knew it. Like it, it oh. was like the one Ripken got served in the All-Star game. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? One? I think it was his last All-Star game and they threw a meatball right down the middle of the plate. <laughs> That's it. why. That's yeah, I know. Why. I know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Uh, but you're right. I mean that was I don't know. I mean now you're going to have a, a is there going to be a brawl? Let's go tell Pat Rally. Hey Pat. I mean well, gonna, uh, well the next day they threw at the guy. They threw behind that kid, the rookie. Right. And LaRusa right. then said he understood why they did it. Like he almost he wasn't upset with the twins. He knew it was coming and he said, I'm okay with it. That's the way the game polices itself. He shouldn't have hit the home run. I gave him the take sign and he swung and hit a 3-0 right. meatball over the over the fence. Kapler had an issue with this, I think out in San Fran, right? when he was first out there. And I think it was the opposite. I, I don't know. Look, I, I'll say this from what I know for never have playing a professional sport, but for guys who have a lot of money and ego and much more at stake for better or worse. And again, this goes back to the whole press conference stuff. I don't know, Barrett. It just seems like for better or worse guys like it when the coaches have their backs, <laughs> when the matter. And, and that's what I'm saying is, Tony LaRusa could be 150% right in all of this. I don't know if he is, but he could be. And it's just, it's the optics of it. It's dealing with kids. It's it's mm -hmm. like Bill Jackson dealt with this. And he's like, oh, screw this. I'm out of here. I don't need to deal with young kids anymore. I don't need to butt heads with young Pat Riley. Same thing. These right. older guys, 
They just have it where it's right. like, you know, it, it's going to be, look, it's going to be the same. Give Mike Tomlin 10 years. All right. He's going to be the same like all everybody else. When you get to that age, it's like, I can't even talk to these kids anymore. Right. Well, that's the problem, man. Cause you know, back in the day, even, even, you know, when I was, when I first started out in the league, they used to tell me about stuff that used to happen back in the day. Like I was talking down, I was sitting down talking to Ryland McKenzie. He's one of the original hogs. Yeah. And he said, when he first got there, when he first started there, like his rookie year, um, Riggins would be over there during camp. He'd be barbecuing over in the corner mm-hmm. and <laughs> probably drinking the beer guys, too. Yeah, drinking yeah. beers mm-hmm. and watch, telling the young guys what to do. Hey, no, 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 no. What are you doing? You got to do it this way. Yeah. Why he has a grill out on the practice yep. field? Wow, that's grilling true. And drinking beer. Yeah, that's true. Everybody and else what, is practicing. When Joe the, Gibbs, uh, when Joe Gibbs went to his farm in Kansas to re-recruit him back to the team because he he just went home, he just quit yeah. football and went home. <laughs> and Gibbs shows up. Did he even say anything? Riggins has two beers. He shows up to the front door at like ten in the morning. He's got two beers, and he, and he offered Joe Gibbs one of the beers. Gibbs doesn't drink, so Riggins just sat there and drank them both. <laughs> ten in the morning. Now, how great is that guy? That's awesome. What were the three receivers called again? Oh, the uh, fun bunch. The fun bunch. Fun bunch. Yeah. The fun, fun bunch. bunch. Yeah. Right. Bro, they said when it, it, it you know, this is how things were different back Gary then. Gary Clark was awesome. Yeah. He was it'd be awesome. uh, it'd be, it's cold. I mean, it's, it's, it's during December, and everybody else would be out there practicing on a practice field. Mm-hmm. Well, they would call the fun bunch only on seven on seven and on team drills. But once their 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 seven on seven was over, they go back in. And they'd be up there, you know, riding a bike, maybe, you know, working out like that. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they, they tell them, come on out. They'll do right. team, and they'll go back in. They were not right. staying out that. So they Things didn't have to different. stand out in the cold. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't make it. That's like kicker treatment, right? It's like, right? right. The game, yeah. kick a couple of kicks, go out there, and start swinging your pitching wedge. Bro, right. Kirk Avea <laughs> used to smoke cigarettes at halftime. Mm-hmm. Linebacker. Yeah. 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 Smoke yeah, yeah. cigarettes at halftime. Uh, Willie T. We're playing at halftime. We're playing – I think we're playing like Minnesota something at halftime. He's over there playing. That's when uh the 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 first PlayStation came out, PlayStation One. Uh-huh. He's playing PlayStation with this, you know, fighting game with the bunny that spins around and hits and all that stuff. He's playing it at halftime. It was just different. Football was just different back then, man. They did things mm. a lot differently. Wow. Well, what game would that be? Um oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's it's you know it, what I'm, the fight yeah. game I'm talking about with the bunny. Yeah, it's not Street Fighter. <laughs> No, it's not Street Fighter. No, it's the uh, damn it. It's the other one that had like fifty of them. Play Action Real says, "When men were men." You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that famous picture of Lenny Dawson. Picture of Lenny Dawson uh, smoking a cigarette right. in the locker room. I think at one of the Super Bowls. Yeah, right. At halftime. But you know, here's the thing. Like, we still have. It, it's not like oh, you know, you get caught in in this olden time where it was just like this mythical time that doesn't exist anymore you you know you still have a lot of the constants it's just the exteriors around it yeah not bad bunny good call yeah tekken that's what it must be thank you jimmy blues i don't know why i couldn't think of that one there but right right that's that's what i think you have now which is difficult And, and look it's difficult because if you're a kid growing up and maybe your parents aren't that same mentality as your coach then mm-hmm. it puts the coach at a disadvantage. It also puts the kid at a disadvantage, you know, because now you have a superstar athlete that, and we see this a lot in like AAU, right? Babe Ruth, like the younger stuff, the travel baseballs and things along those lines, pop Warner up to the, the high level 
of football where, you know, you're heavily recruited where it's like, okay, yeah, you get coddled, you get coddled, you get coddled. And then we always blame the coaches and, and the coaches like, oh, you know, they're coddling these kids. How much power do they have if the family is present and the family is dictating something? Yeah. We saw this right well, here you in got- the NBA real quick. We remember, we saw this right here in the NBA with Markel Fultz. Markel well, Fultz it all starts was off. dictating stuff. It all comes, well, it, it started back in hockey with uh, what was the what was um here in Philadelphia, Lindros, Eric Lindros, and his and his pops and his mom running things, you know, with the with the Flyers. Started with that. Then you got these parents with these participation um, awards. I'm not giving a kid a a, a trophy just because he participated. You're about no. to go to kindergarten graduation. Are you going to stand up in the middle of that graduation and say, "Now hold on a second, what are he we?" He made doing? it. <laughs> he made it. He got the grade. He made it through kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He got the grade. He's going to the first grade now. That's great. That's great. Now there's no more of that. Now, 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 when he goes to when he goes to junior high, I'll be there for that one. What's the next? When he goes to, you have to go to junior high, sixth grade. Junior high, yeah. Sixth grade, yeah. Yes, yeah, sixth grade, junior high. Well, then, well it, then it's high school, then it's college. Isn't that when they go into junior high? Like, isn't is sixth grade was elementary school, like the end of elementary yep. school when I was there? Now, that, has graduate. that changed? Yeah, sixth grade is middle school. Mid- sixth seven, sixth eight, grade yeah. is six, seven, and eight is now middle school. Okay, right. is right. it? Yeah, not with me. Middle school with me was in the sixth. Um, was was uh, seventh grade, seventh and eighth grade, and yeah, then junior high was seven and eight school. for no, me. Yeah. Me too. Was, yeah. For me, it was sixth grade. I was in. I was in a middle school with six, seven, and eight. How many years were you in the sixth grade? Uh, one. I was the only grade I repeated was my sophomore year in high school when I was taken from my regular school and thrown up to the school up uh, in Washington, Connecticut. Uh-huh. And they told me that if I repeated a year, but I was to be fair, I, I'm a December birthday, so I was always young. I was the youngest person in my grade. Me too. Person, right? Me too. So they told me, me too, to but- stay back in in the transfer. And that I have a better chance of playing college football. So, all right, whatever the hell. That didn't pan out. Gettysburg College clearly did not pan out in that regard. And then uh, I, I didn't have to repeat, but I had to stick around for an extra semester at Gettysburg. Mm. Bro, I never. Yeah. Mama my, my, my Brooks would have killed me. No, 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 man. I worked Domino's that entire summer. All right. Double shifts mm. at Domino's. You were the Noid. I was the Noid. <laughs> The noise is back. I, I think hey, you were the inspiration for the I noise. Think so. Let me tell you something. <laughs> there is nothing better than ending a 12-hour shift at Domino's, driving to the outskirts of Adams County to mm-hmm. a wide park or, or whatever it may be, right down to a, a small ap- apartment complex, and having the guy count the change down to the penny mm-hmm. as he's paying you. 48, yeah. 49, right. 50, no 51. Tip. Right. Yep. Nope, no tips. And oh. the guy telling you before you go out to deliver at 11.50 at night, hey, man, don't expect any tip from this right. dude. Right, And you're just thinking, maybe maybe this is it. Maybe I can charm him. Maybe I'm going to be the time. Oh, my buddy used to deliver in Shippensburg when we were there. And uh, he hold, knew- hold, on, hold on. We're not going to break on the on the network or on the, uh, on the radio. No, we are going to break on the radio, not on the – Jacob Media YouTube page, back in three. Go ahead, Harry. My buddy did that for a summer out in Shippensburg, summer and a winter. And he would literally hold the stuff out the window of the car in the the wintertime while he was driving it over to the place because he knew he wasn't going to get tips from these people. 
Yeah. So they get an ice cold cold. (laughs) cheesesteak. Yeah. It's not bad, man. It was, I mean, I'm telling you, Gettysburg (laughs) cleared out in the summer, man. Oh, yeah. So did Shippensburg. A lonely, desolate existence. I spent a summer up at Shippensburg. Yeah. So you you, imagine being like Siberia. Imagine being in Kansas State. Yeah. That's a a university. But it's in the middle of a cornfield. Right. But it's just. From a university standpoint, like how many people are at undergrad? It's a, uh, it's a uh, what? Pretty big. Twenty thousand right? students. That's pretty big. Yeah, twenty thousand students. So and it was yeah. a ghost town once everybody left. Mm-hmm. But did everybody really leave? Yes. Okay. My buddies are in Salinas, Salinas, Kansas. They just yeah, Salina. Yep. Oh, is that Salina? how you say it? Salina. Yeah, Salina. That's, that's where uh, that's where Coach um, that's where Coach Snyder came and picked me up. It, we were in between Manhattan. In Salina, Kansas. Okay. That's where he came and got me. Wow. Is Off that on the, the way to Kansas City from Manhattan? Yes. Okay. Yes. You go from you go from Kansas, you go from Manhattan to Topeka to Salina, then to Kansas Salina, City. Salina, that's where they're at. Bro, it was it was the worst ride. It's the worst ride ever. Like I said, man, your dog could run away. It could be 20 miles away. It's so flat. You could still see the dog wagging his tail. That's how flat it was out there. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I, I'll never forget driving from tell you what, man. college to Denver, Colorado. And we drove through the entire state, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's worse. Kansas. I did it. I did it, too. I, so I, I, yep. Before we switched over, um, we got to the Dion. <laughs> Right. We switched over before the border, and at that point, it was like, you know, you drive till you're empty, then then you're, the other guy takes over, same thing. So I thought I was going to be passed out, right? And I popped a, an e-pill at the time. Oh, boy. And I passed, I passed out because I'm so exhausted. Then I wake up in the middle of Kansas where you can't see anything for miles all around in this small Ford Taurus with my buddy who is already just like shot from driving, rolling, waking up rolling at that wow. point. Yeah, that was not fun. Rolling in my 6'4". Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was rolling out of my skull. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I want to ride. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I I, I mean, I, I was about to just have him pull the car over and just run. Like Bro, I, I, I run into the fields. I, mm. I went run trip like that to Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, you went out no. to see Joey B. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Boulders. We rolled the boulder, and another bad trip was we went to Nebraska. Mm. That's a bad trip, also, man. Yeah, I got a couple of other bad trips I can tell you about. In the break, this is the middle on the sports map. Uh, A little action from Paddock tonight. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park. Going to run with Chris Paddock. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, now what's going on here? Are you getting out of here? Yeah, I'm gonna get out of here, man. In, In 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 a minute. Okay. What do you have going on? The the graduation is what time? Now you're an hour behind us. Yeah. Yeah, he's an hour behind. What what do you have to do? You have to get ready. You have to get. uh, You gonna? No, I'm already. I'm already packed everything, man. That's what I. I'm totally committed to this show, man. That's what I said. I packed up everything. All I can do is gotta grab everything. I'm about to order my Uber. So Mm -hmm. we got until my Uber gets downstairs. It's probably gonna take what ten minutes for the Uber come. Fifteen minutes Uber come. How drunk are you gonna be for this thing? I can't get drunk there. I got to be res- respectable. Uh, ah, you're the grandfather. You're not. You're not tailgating the the graduation. Yeah, I you should. should. That, you know what? That's a great idea. You should I'm bring. Have a- you should bring an infused cup in with you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Harry. Thank yeah. you. And yeah. you know what? Here in Kansas, you can get liquor from 
gas stations. Right. You Everywhere. can get them from grocery stores. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can get liquor from anywhere, bro. I might have to do that. Why? I just you? might have to do that. I, look, if there's anybody, not even the grandmom, like boss lady can't get away with that. She's got to be responsible. She's <laughs> the one keeping the entire operation afloat. You are the one person who could get away showing up with a flask. Right. Like you're the one person, you're the grandfather. And on top of that, like, you know, you're the bankroll of the whole operation. Right. Here. <laughs> I mean, see, but the, the thing is, though, isn't, isn't the grandfather a little bit different of a role than the uncle? It's like if you're the, come in as the uncle, they expect you to be a little bit drunk. Yeah, you can do what you want to do. When you're the uncle, you're expected right. to, you know, take them out for their first beer. You're expected to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be that grandpa today. Uh, I, I'm, about, I'm about to. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that, guys. I'm going to have to do that. I might have to do that. We're going to get a tweet. My, my mom is going to be so mad at me, but I yep. don't have to do that. Yep. And mom in the house? No, no, she's not. She's not going, but she oh. she hears this right here. Right. She, she's going to call me Look, when I'm on my way. Let her hear from the boss lady. Then you're really going to have it. Was <laughs> the boss lady on the trip, too? No. She, just got that so. yeah, she couldn't go because she had the new knee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I thought it Dude, was she's cool. on Percocet still, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Boss lady's yeah. flying high at home right now. Right, right, right. Seriously. You didn't right. speak any of those perks? No. Uh-uh. That's like that's like a that's like a you know going up there and putting a a pit bull against a chihuahua. Putting your hand in a hornet's nest. Oh man, <laughs> you you'd rather get caught in the cookie jar than the Percocet that's, bottle. Wow. That's, that's a that. fight. That's a yes, fight for sir. you, bro. No, you don't want that at all. Mm -mm. No wow. parts of that, bro. No parts of that. Wow, Brandon Grace is six under par. Let's do it. <laughs> we got, we got two, two South Africans at the top of the leaderboard. Penguin AZ. Stag is – you could buy a case of Stag for $5.45. A case. <laughs> 24. A case of 24. For five dollars and twenty four cents. That's is how that bad beer? stag is. Yes, is that stag beer. beer. Oh. <laughs> wow. I'm not in college anymore. I can afford. I can afford beer now, bro. <laughs> well, I remember being in Pittsburgh, Kansas, because it's right near the border of Missouri, like the yep. southwestern border of Missouri. Mm -hmm. We went across the state line from Missouri to go to a club in Pittsburgh because they were serving three two beer to you if you were eighteen, what? and I was eighteen. <laughs> Yeah, that was big time. <laughs> oh, it was no question. No question. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Going from like yeah. Carthage, Missouri over to Pittsburgh, Kansas. Bro, that's that's the some of the best times in college, man. I mean, some of the best times, man. You, you know, you talk about you talk about delivery guys, mm -hmm. bro. And I and I know the owner of this pizza place. He he knows for a fact that we used to do it. Mm. He knows for fact because I know you know I know I played in a golf tournament like three years ago. But what did we order? We'd order a pizza. And people would come, we'd pay for the pizza, but we send two other guys out there to the delivery car yeah. and take two pizzas and bring them back up. Wow. They were stealing two pizzas and paying for two paying for one pizza. And he knew we were doing it. And still coming up. He was just a good dude. I know he did because three years ago I played in a golf tournament. Yeah. And he came and brought it up. He brought it up to me. That's wow. when you know things were great. Things were great at Kansas State, bro. We had a guy that used to play football there, but yeah. he owned a liquor store. And he used to tell, you know, like, I was a captain. You know, the captains, you know, big star players. 
You guys can come. You can drink as much as you want inside the liquor store. Right. But you can't take anything outside the liquor store. Wow. We have Twitter update. We have a Twitter update. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. My buddy of mine is did a show this morning um, with with Peter Costas. Okay. Right. And I, I told him that Peter blocked me on Twitter years ago. And he said, no kidding. I'm going to tell him about it. So he tells Peter Costas that he blocked his buddy, meaning me. And Peter said, quote, I probably had a bad day. He goes, what was that guy's name again so I can unblock him? He unblocked me. Okay. That is great work. How about that? That's, 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 way, that's why you flex your name, bro. Right. You flexed your name. Right. You get a follow out of that or what? Yeah. Well, not a follow. I mean, geez. <laughs> It's not gonna follow me. You he follows three hundred and forty-three people. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He blocked me. He's out on you, huh? No, not anymore, though. I gotta get him on the show. ETA. Five minutes. What's that? Oh yeah, whistling. Yeah. The gotta Uber? get out of here. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. All right, man. Take it easy. I'll be back tonight. You Thanks know? for checking in for an hour. Hey, well, you know what? I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my grandson call <laughs> Uncle Shander and Uncle Harry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, the stream. Peace. All right. Put him up on the stream. He'll be. Uh, we'll celebrate his graduation. There we go. There we wow. go. We'll make Not it out it. later. Enjoy. How about At that? Talking too much underscores just followed me. Talking too much. At talking too much underscore. Sharing nonsense opinions since 98. Philadelphia founded, but always on the move. Sports and entertainment, videos, podcasts, tweets. Hmm. Well, I saw where Ron Culver sent us an email. Oh, no, I need to look at that. About, a, about uh, Twitter. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Well, that's yeah. what we brought up about how you right. can be verified. Right. And I, and I checked into that. I don't think uh, if, it's up yet, right? No, if, apparently they're rolling it out pars- you know, piecemeal. So if you haven't seen the link on your settings yet, they didn't get to you. And I checked and I don't I don't have the link or I don't have the icon to hit on to change it. Hmm. Why don't you give me a baseball play tonight so I can use it on my show later? Baseball. Bobby Dahlbeck to hit a home run. What? <laughs> You what are you a Bobby Dalbeck guy? <laughs> uh, let's go. Wow. Let's go to high total here. Oh, Kevin Bloomfield on the stream has Bazaden Hoot. He's in second place. Yeah, remember I I ran him on a uh, DK lineup. So does Colin Berger, I think. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I think you have to go. Oh, Arizona is just so miserable, though, right? That total sits at 11. The Diamondbacks? Yeah, the oh. Colorado. Uh, Colorado. Uh, <laughs> Arizona, man. They just they just don't uh, – I mean, they give up a ton of runs, which is great. Mm-hmm. The two bad baseball teams at reeling, both have lost five straight. I think you have to go over 11 tonight, right? There's a bullpen game, too. Race to the pen. It's 11. By Rocket Mortgage. It's a total? Wow. Yeah, I'd go over with that. It's telling you to go over, isn't it? The O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. 
Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Second hour here. Barrett's on his way to a kindergarten graduation. graduation. Yes. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and we are with you for the next hour here now we're going to be joined by a couple of people one that you know already in kevin kincaid from crossing broad here in philly to talk a little bit about the sixers and god knows what else will come up in our conversation with Kevin. And then a guy that you should know because he's been on with us before, and I thought this would be a nice treat for Harry, at the very least, heading into the weekend, selfishly. Like, we always do stuff selfishly with geek out, football-wise, mm-hmm. with Barrett. So Ryan Ballingy, the Golf News Net, is going to join us. And I don't know, I, I think you guys are following each other now, right? Yes. Okay, good. He is a yeah. fantastic golf mind, and yeah. two of you guys can definitely have some deep conversations. He also, by the way, understands just not only the value, Harry, but how much of it is in our DNA, not just us as degenerates, but just in general. So everything in golf that he talks about can come from an angle of betting or fantasy. He's yeah. really good at and because golf is his first love, but he's good at infusing the other worlds too. So that's that's basically our next hour here. Yeah, I, I've got him on the list as far as uh, future guests for the golf podcast coming nice. up in June. Nice. Probably work him in just uh, prior to the U.S. Open. Yes. We'll do that for sure. All right, now we've got Kincaid jumping in a little early. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just I'm just busting the stones because he's in the green room and he can hear us. What's well, up? He actually he actually accommodated us because we wanted him on earlier because we didn't know. know Barrett was going to be on, so we had to change the time. And he's uh, coming to us from suburban Philadelphia. Look at that beautiful uh, sunroom he's in there. Wow! Look, I can tell you something right away. This is how you know Kevin Kincaid has moved out of the city into the suburbs. Not because, like, that could be a green screen for all we know. But look at this man. Okay, he has yeah. a haircut. His right, beard is well kept. Yep. He has basically been publicly shamed walking to the local Rite Aid. Looking like a degenerate from the city. Right, wearing a cap with a flat brim. Like there's no exactly. All right, we're back in three. Kevin Kincaid's gonna hang with us. But if you're on the stream, well, don't go anywhere. We're live. Is there a dress code for the the middle show? Absolutely not. Absolutely. (laughs) If I had better looking arms, I'd be in a jersey every day. I think yeah, I I figured if I was gonna wear the um the motorhead sleeveless jersey it would uh you you guys of all oh, people I love that. Would, would be okay with that so. absolutely yeah 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 anything lemmy is good on this show <laughs> 
Yeah, this is all natural, no green screen here. Uh-huh. Embracing my uh, new surroundings in the North Penn School District where there was a lacrosse fight the other day. No way. Yeah, did you see that video? It was a no. Mathacton versus North Penn. A North oh, that's Penn a big kid. battle. It is, yeah. yeah. The uh, Route 363 battle. Yep. Um, a myth- <laughs> <laughs> so Pac-10? No, it's not Pac-10. They play in the other league. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Mathacton kid checked it, or North Penn kid checked the Mathacton kid out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And there was like a little bit of an argument on the sidelines. And then a, a volunteer Mathacton uh, coach in a sling punched the North Penn player in the face while he was wow. wearing a helmet. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. Buddy Ryan. Lacrosse, lacrosse, man. Anything goes in lacrosse, you know, suburban lacrosse. We used to do that, though, in, in high school until until you realize that you, you do it against the wrong guy, a bigger guy. But somebody figured out early on that you could go into the locker room, put on a lacrosse helmet, lacrosse gloves, and box. And that, it was done a lot. And it was almost like it was cool in one sense because you knew if you had a beef with somebody, it would be like, oh, get him in there, you know, fight with him. And it would be a real fight. But yeah. you know, I'm telling you, man, that those those fists, like I know a lot of times you see helmets and stuff like that. You could get somebody. You could oh, yeah. get somebody with those. They uh, We didn't even have lacrosse when I was in high school. I, they, it was like a club team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, but it was popular. And so now I think they play at like sanctioned PIAA, you know, in, in this area. You know, we yeah. didn't have lacrosse. We didn't have volleyball we didn't have it either. Yeah. 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 So they had started adding that. Now, I, I'm wondering if you're piping in those bird noises like CBS at uh, the Masters. Oh, uh, no. I, you know, I feel like I look over my shoulder and see Jim Nance yeah. or, uh, you yeah. know, the, the Amen <laughs> corner. Maybe I can give you like a backyard view here or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. Well, that's pretty nice. You guys remember Derek Mays from Notre Dame? No. He was a wide receiver. Okay. Played a couple of years, drafted by the Packers, played in the NFL. So Gettysburg, when I was at Gettysburg, they, they won D3 championships for lacrosse because they just started recruiting a bunch of athletes and went to college with this great dude. Jay Mays was his name. A couple of other guys that they pulled from like Baltimore. They pulled from different areas. And – they were just so much bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody that if you had a couple of skill set guys on there, you'd rip them. Now, that's D3, so I don't know what the hell, you know, Virginia or John Hopkins, but. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, Barrett is at a kindergarten graduation, and he's at a kindergarten graduation for, get this, and this is going to make Kevin Kincaid feel young. It's going to make me feel young. And Harry, who cares? He's in his own world anyway when it comes to kids and right. young people. But Kevin Kincaid is a new father. I am, or a newer father. I am about to be a new father. And Brooks, who is like not that much older than all of us, younger than Harry, is going to his great grandson. No, no, no. It's his grandson. His grandson's yeah. kindergarten. Yeah. I was going to say he's not that old. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but his mom is a great grandma. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mama Brooks, who may she still checks be in watching. on the show. Yeah. She's yeah. here all the time. And, and right. she's first in, last to leave. That's where Barrett gets his work ethic. 
Now the kindergarten graduation—that's a relatively new thing, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Think rem- so. I don't remember. That's kind of like a Zoomer, millennial kind of. Uh-huh. I, f- I found out the other day that I'm part of a generation called the geriatric millennial. Have you ever heard of that before? Is that right? No. no. I, yeah. So there's there's delineations within the millennial. Yeah, because listen, I was born in '84. They say anybody who was born after '80 is a millennial. But if you were born between '80 and '85, like you didn't have a cell phone until like high school or maybe mm-hmm. college or whatever. So now it's a story about how geriatric millennials they think are going to be the leaders of America over the next ten years. So everybody, get behind me. I will take right. us where so we you, need to go. You're in prime position to lead Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm not I sure like what that. that means exactly, but I'm, I'm <laughs> willing to embrace it. Oh. Banning a bunch of callers on the radio—that's that's the first <laughs> yeah. part, right? Yeah. What, what is the, what is the latest radio wars? Getting rid of Wayne from Chester County or wherever the hell he's. Oh no, my no, uh, um, Ingi Ingi was one for sure. I think he called when you guys were taking callers back then. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new one, Chuck from Mount Airy. Andy from Deptford was not happy with me on Facebook. But look, I think the gist of the story that I wrote was just. Uh, you can't turn callers into celebrities. You know, I should not be pulling up at the same intersection every single day, uh, Route 563 and Lawn Avenue, and hearing uh, Chuck from Mount Airy call the radio at the same time every day. You know, that's mm. when you know you have a problem. Yeah. So uh, I got nothing no. against the callers. I don't want anybody to think I have a problem with the callers, but uh, they should not be the uh, the driving force behind the show. Well, this was a great thing. Well, if anybody's heard. Chuck from Mount Airy, and I don't believe John Marks, and I've texted him, and I, I don't believe Ike Reese, who was on the air with him as well. I don't believe Jack Fritz, who has done a fantastic job working his way up from ignored intern at one radio station to now <laughs> league-leading producer at another one. But that's not a real man or a real voice. I I, I need to see something. It can't be. It's just not a real voice. No, it can't he's be. No, it. And he's holding him accountable for it, Harry. Well, what was what was always great was when you'd hear that caller or a caller that was always on call the one station with the, with a take. Then you'd flip to the other station, and twenty minutes later, he's on that station with the exact same take. Yeah. And then you'd hear it on the weekends with a weekend host, the exact same take. Right now, let me ask you this: Here's a rhetorical question. If you guys were in the business of uh, say, say you were taking like calls on this show or whatever, mm. would you institute a rule? You know, the old school rule where it was like, you know, maybe you call once during the week and once on the weekends, or right. would you take a caller every single day? No, no. I Well, for me personally, I and, and look, I say this in, in all honesty here. I think that if one station, if the station that's getting tripled, right, and I'm not meaning this as a rip, I'm just saying seriously, if the station that's, I do love that bird sound, by the way. It yeah, it's fantastic. Like, it does. It sounds like the zoo, that, that sound that they pump out right yeah. before you get to the bird exhibit. Right, it's kind of lure the, it's the sound of the siren luring you into the bird exhibit. No, that's great. I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that. You know, I was just like, why don't I come outside because it's nice that my wife is doing a call inside, and in my office it's really dark, and I don't want to fumble around with the lights. So I'm like, why don't I go outside? I didn't know you guys were going to have the uh, the ambiance right of uh, Upper Gwynedd Township on uh, on the middle today. So I'm glad I could provide. No, that. this is this is fantastic. <laughs> Look, in, in all seriousness, if if you want to somewhat narrow that gap. Then talk more and have people on the phones talk less. Look, well, I it- would always put it. I would always put it this way, right here. Let me give you an example. Like, say we're doing a, a radio show about uh, biochemistry, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the two hosts are, are experts on biochemistry, right? 
but I call in and I want to share uh, an opinion on it, but I don't know. I'm not a biochemistry expert. So do you need to hear from me every day? No, no, not even no. if you're funny or not even if you're saying something completely off, but think about it. The people that get that celebrity treatment, and it's not just in this city, it's anywhere yeah. you see caller driven content. The people that get that celebrity treatment are never, and I don't, I'm not even going to use the term rarely, Kevin and Harry, but mm -hmm. never people that are there to provide logic or there to provide a balanced, reasonable opinion. They're there to say, fire this guy as fast as you can. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Howie, Howie Roseman this and Howie Roseman yeah. that. And that's an important delineation to make because I don't want it to make, I don't want people to think that I'm like, poo-pooing callers or fans in general or people who read <laughs> yeah jayton is <laughs> i know he comes from a different perspective he's a little bit jaded in that yeah, a little that but a little uh, yeah under understatement right um yeah i mean there's there's good there's i want to hear more from the good callers i want to hear less from the bad callers but you know it's the loudest people with the least uh interesting things to say who i find calling up the stations every single day. So, you know, I, I'm not going to be naive and sit here and say, if you're winning in the ratings, you know, obviously it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Like here, take recommendations from a crossing broad writer when you're already dominating the competition. But like, I can only say what I would, what, what I would like to hear, you know, and I think that raises the level of discourse right. uh, in the Philadelphia sports market where we're having more educated conversations and we're learning something, not just being entertained. Well, here's the thing. There used to be years ago, and Aton, you can attest to this. Maybe when this was uh, at the other at the other other station, there used to be a real screening process for yeah. phone calls. Right, mm -hmm. that has gone totally out the window. Now it's just like, uh, hey, what's your name? Where where are you calling from? And they put you right on. Yeah, well, yeah. Let me say this. I I was partly responsible for I, I don't expediting that process because. As much as I worked on that station in different time slots, I would always tell producers, just make sure the person can talk. Mm. Like, I don't care if they're yelling. I don't care if they're screaming. I don't care if they're cursing. Can they put sentences together? And that's it, because I don't want to go to somebody and say, well, you know, like, mm -hmm. I. so that was partly my fault because part of what we were doing or really all of what we we're doing is just, hey, take calls, take calls. And we know that crazy calls beget calls right. so i would tell the producer hey hey hey, don't talk to that person just put them on yeah you're gonna burn yeah. that call so it's your out. fault exactly and look i was just following orders <laughs> it's a fascinating case study though honestly you know because i'm a soccer guy i used to do all these like hits in all kinds of different cities you know i do like portland radio i do vancouver i would do like toronto mm -hmm. and like montreal and, and whatnot even though i didn't speak a lick of french and uh, to see the way that they programmed programmed radio up there was just completely different than what you would get at like Philadelphia or like a WFAN or like a DC or Baltimore or something like that, where, you know, you do a four hour show and they'd have like seven guests lined up. Right. You know, because they would do like guest break, guest break and do it in like 25 minute blocks or whatever. And then maybe they'd take like four or five callers. But um, I it's, yeah, it's just fascinating to see how how some. Some of those places program the way they do versus the the caller driven radio kind of being like a northeast mid Atlantic kind of phenomenon. Yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's a crossing broad story for another time. Well, I got to be honest, it's yeah. tough to get guests every day in, when you're doing radio five six days a week. Oh my like, god, yeah. I mean, because you guys do. You, I, I, I try telling people that I'm like, first of all, like you, you can sit here and make fun of radio guys because you talk about Carson Wentz or Howie Roseman every single day. But I'd say to them, you, you sit there and try to do twenty hours of radio mm -hmm. a week. 
Right. That's a lot, man. It is a lot. Especially when the, in the off season when there's nothing going on. You right. get to like June or whatever, and the same Phillies topic is boring. And it's like you're focused on, you know, the Eagles, which pays the bills for all of us and stuff like that. So I don't think anybody should be naive to the fact that like it's hard to sit there and talk for 20 hours a week, you know. So mm-hmm. they, there's there's probably a sweet spot in the middle between guests and callers and yeah. the same stuff, but you know. Yeah, but can I just interject here? I, I don't think it is. It's your hard. show. Of it's course you can show. interject. Yeah, I don't you, think it is hard to talk. Allow me to retort. No, it's, he doesn't think it. <laughs> no. he, wants, he wants to do it for 40 hours a week. That, that's what, hold on a second. I'm not the only person like me on the planet. Why can't yeah. you go out and find, and look, if you find pretty somebody unique. who doesn't want to talk the whole time, then pair them with me. All right. <laughs> Well, that's true. I've, and to that point, I feel like I've done every single different time slot with Aton over the last mm-hmm. two years. I think I've done three a three a.m. hit. I've done yeah. an eight p.m. hit. Yep. I've done what time is it now? Twelve twenty-two. I think every hour of the day, I think I've done something with Aton. So yeah. I think there is a lot of truth to what he's saying. You gotta yeah. stop answering the phone, brother. At least block my number. I know. I know. I do. I, I feel. I, I I hate turning people down though because you know why? It's like I sit here and think like, who the hell am I? to say no to this person like i write for crossing bread like if i was like at espn or something like that i'd be like sorry i'm too busy but right. uh i like to i like to uh feel like a man of the people as, as they say okay. all right well that's are, are you authorized to say man of the people on this program oh i don't know that's a whole, yeah, a whole I, think other that's, thing. I think that's copywritten wait yeah copywritten can we throw the second cade here because what? we may have cc sabathia hit for a trademark <laughs> have you well, heard the latest from cc yeah, in the next, you'll know it's a copyright infringement if I start lecturing you about morality and politics in the next segment. So, <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. I don't think we're going to go down that road of copyright okay. infringement, but there is another host <laughs> on that station. Yeah, you got to hear who this. Might be looking to sue CC Sabathia if, in fact, Sabathia did not get the green light to use this word. You ready, Kev? Yeah. This is what I was telling you when they hired him. Like, he's just so out of touch with the game, and most people are, cuz. Like, I sit here and watch Christopher Russo on MLB Network. He's out of touch with the game, cuz. Like, Tony LaRusso's out of touch with the game, cuz. He should not be managing one of the best teams in the American League, period. That's three cousins in 21 seconds. I I don't know if he got the okay for that. Yeah, I mean, you might have to take CC Sabathia and put him in the bagster. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Listen, uh, they, can, can I make a point about that real quick? Like uh, the CC, what, the, the, uh, the, the the quality. No, 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 the tone, no, I might have to get the bagster out here because I got some crap in the backyard to clean up. But uh, now, was that the unwritten rules of the game, or is that just saying they got a position player on the mound? It's a ten-run game. Let's just end this thing. It was like, fifteen that, to is that four. Qualify? Yeah, it's like fifteen yeah. to four in the ninth inning. So is that an unwritten rule, or are we just like, is it just good sportsmanship? I think it's more sportsmanship. That's the way I took it. See, now here's the problem, Harry. It's like in the NFL, you can just take a knee. Right. In, in basketball, you can just Unless stand there and dribble out the clock. Right. Like, what do you what do you do in baseball? You want the guy to just like well, he wanted him this to on take. purpose? It was yeah. a 3-0 pitch, and he wanted him to take, and he hit a freaking home run. Now, here's the thing. If he takes, and he gets walked, and he mm-hmm. ends up on base, like, where, where's the guarantee that any outs are coming anyway? Right. You know, That's so true. like, I, I don't, I, I can see both sides of it, but. Yeah. Uh, just put I, a 10-run rule in. Yeah, I, I know. Honestly. I know. In the yeah, in the, the ninth inning, a ten run rule would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I mean, it, it's I, I don't know why people are going to think, oh, it's t ball. Like, the same people who want to give people and kids a participation trophy are going to look against that for some reason. I, I I don't know. It seems like like that is the only way to marry where Tony Larusa is standing and where CC and other players are standing, which is 
just put a 10 run rule in. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, that's what they do out here in the suburbs. You know, if you don't do that kind of stuff, you know, hostilities start, you know, it turns into Methacton and North Penn lacrosse where you got a coach punching the guy in the face, you know? So uh, my, I've always said like, if you don't like the unwritten rules of the game or you think they should be adhered to, then let's just write them down. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. then why there's, no, dis- there's right. no discrepancy if it's, yeah. I mean, you can't, if you have something that's universally agreed on, but it's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing, then just put it in the damn rule book. Yeah. Fair enough. I will right, we'll take know? a quick one here. Kev, you want to hang, talk some Sixers real quick? Yeah. I'll give you another segment. How about that? Oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> We're, uh, you know what? They but I got to police. I got to police myself because if you don't say if you don't say anything, I'll be on here until the show ends. Right. No, no, no. We, we've got a guest at 1240. I purposely made okay. it so that we would not be able to keep you longer <laughs> than like one and a half segments. So what we'll do, we'll actually take a full break. Okay. Now, if we can get some time with Kevin, we'll be back in three. It's the middle across the board. Like, share, subscribe. Tell the world here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Philly Voice and Sports Map Radio. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. got about 40 till we're back and then all right before we get to the sixers we're gonna have to hit on mayor of east town to see if kevin's in on it 
You know, I haven't watched it. My wife is watching it, and she really likes it. Yeah, so do, um, so do I. I get bits bits and pieces while I'm like walking around the house or whatever. I do think the accents a little bit, um, Forced? a little a little bit much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think what happens is you have a couple of people there who don't know really the difference between Delco and Boston, and you start <laughs> to hear a little Boston. There's yeah, a, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the like the um, like the O sound kind of sounds a it little like boom. It's like forced. It sounds like I'm listening to like somebody in like Minneapolis or something at times, you know. <laughs> there was a Judas yeah. Priest uh reference in the last episode. Oh, uh, was well now I gotta watch. Yeah, that's why that's why I wanted to ask you. Oh no, I um, yeah. well now I'm definitely intrigued. I you know I got in the car yesterday and I put on uh the green man Alishi and oh. my, my my daughter looks at me and she goes, I love this song. At <laughs> two years old, yeah. it's like the greatest um uh, you, know, you got another thing coming it. is in episode five. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I dig it. <laughs> well, have now, you that's seen Silence of the Lambs? What's What's this now? Have you seen Silence of the Lambs? Oh my God! Years ago. Well, that there's a. It's like step step by step, piece for piece, uh, homage. The final scene in, in episode uh, five. Episode, yeah. Right. Is, yeah. Can is, I give I, you? Can I give you a piece of Judas Priest trivia real quick? Sure. Yeah. You never um, know when this can come in handy. Absolutely. The movie Top Gun. Uh, Judas Priest was originally asked if they wanted to do the theme song for that. Really? Yeah. Instead yeah, of Kenny Loggins. They were going to take a song off of uh, the Turbo album and use really? it for the uh, movie, but wow. Priest didn't want to didn't want to remove that song from the album and they weren't sure that the movie was going to be any good. Go figure. Oh, big Gun. mistake. Yeah, so they and, and every biography every dude in the band wrote they talked about that being a big like missed uh, wow. uh like opp opportunity for him, yeah. Jeez. Well, yeah. Do you know I, which song it was? Yeah, that, that yeah. was. Yeah, it was called "Reckless." It's Reckless. the last song on uh, the Turbo album. That right. was the the, uh, the Top Gun producers wanted that to be the theme song for the for the movie. Wow, that is great trivia. Yeah, and they would. So then the is that album on Cuzzo trivia? Been, no, I don't <laughs> think that question available. <laughs> the uh, the album only would have been eight songs then instead of nine because the rule is that if you use it for the soundtrack, you can't put it right. on your album. So. I think that was one of the big hangups for him. Hmm. Well, they they ended up doing the song then for like that Johnny B. Good movie that flopped in the eighties. Um, so they tried they tried thought they were correcting their mistake, but they ended up giving the theme song to the flop movie instead of the good movie. Wow. Well, what's the Johnny B. Good? I mean, wouldn't you just use the Chuck Berry song? They covered it. They did like a heavy metal version of Johnny B. Good, and that was the theme song for the movie, which ended up sucking. So got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So there's your bit of uh, Judas Priest trivia. But yeah, the song is called Reckless, if you want to yeah. look it up on YouTube. That was originally the, the Top Gun. People wanted that to be the song. Yeah, we can't play it or YouTube will flag us for the, for the show. Oh, but, yeah. We, we, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics. Well, sing it. You could always sing it. I've never heard the song. Somebody just needs to give you a guitar riff underneath. No one can stop me now. I'm like a human dynamo is how it opens up. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, I think it's about flying an airplane. Is so, that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's what attracted them to it, you know? Mm. Wait, do you think it would go with the same cadence and BPM as Danger Zone? Like if we um, play the instrumental of Danger Zone, could <laughs> trying to put, put both songs in my head at the same I time. Know. Um, it's like a mashup. It would have worked. It would have worked. It, yeah. it would have been good. It would have been really good. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, they all say it was like a big missed opportunity. But how the hell do you know? You don't know if yeah. Top Gun's going to be good or not. These people come to you. They're like, we got an idea for a movie with Tom Cruise mm -hmm. and Val Val Kilmer and whatever. But they're like, I, I don't know if it's going to be good or not. So. 
Well, they didn't. You know? They probably didn't mention Louis Gossett Jr. Right? Yeah. I mean, if they had thrown someone <laughs> like that in there, then maybe it changes. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, maybe wasn't it, it? Wasn't it Tom Scarrett? Oh yeah, it was Tom Scarrett. Yeah, yeah. Scarrett. Of a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scarrett had that great mustache. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Scarrett. Scarrett's. I, I still say that if you take who Tom Scarrett is as an actor and you understand how wide range of roles he can play, his best role is still Strawberry. Strawberry! Strawberry! No? Now, see, this is good Tom Scarrett knowledge. You don't you don't get this kind of knowledge on any kind You're of... You're going uh, deep on Tom Scarrett? What yes. movie is that? It's Up in Smoke, where Cheech and oh. Tom have to get the... They have to they can't find any lid, which is code for a code bag for of weed. weed. Yeah. yeah. Right? Hey, man, we got to get a lid, man. Yeah. yeah. And then and then uh, Cheech says, I got a guy strawberry, man. And then uh, he's Tom Scarrett is like this Vietnam vet who's having flashbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Can you see how much pollen is on my phone yes. right now? Yeah, that's yeah. awful. That's that terrible. Top of our cards. All right, yeah, I know you got to go. We've got a guest and also we've got about two minutes here. Sixers, what's your cutoff for where you get upset if they don't make it? Um, I'd, I'd say I, if they go to six or seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals, it would be hard for me to be disappointed. You know, if Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden get hot and it is what it is, then that's okay. But uh, it to me, it feels like finals are bust. I don't know. Eastern Conference see, Finals. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see them having a tough path and to, to, to get to that point. But uh, you know, I think if they, if, they, if they make it competitive in the Eastern Conference Finals, then, yeah. What happens if they lose in five to Brooklyn, but Brooklyn goes on and wins the whole thing in five or six? Is that then it's a then it's a failure for me? Yeah, even I mean that would have to go to six or seven. I mean it's hard to say when you got home court advantage and you're gonna have a yeah. full arena by then. It's gonna be 100 percent with no masks. I mean it's hard to say that you could you could be uh, anybody would be happy with losing to Brooklyn or Milwaukee in five. You know, I don't know if I know what that's like anymore. The full, I, I have a weird building. kind of take. I honestly think like this is gonna sound stupid, but uh, I think maybe they should just keep it at 50% or 25% and take the pressure off of them. They played damn good without fans this year, mm-hmm. without media in the locker they lost room. lost like, like seven home games, I think. Yeah, that yeah, Cavs, if, I still won't forgive them for that Cavs loss, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like part of me says if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, uh, you know, then it would kind of be cheap. You know, you'd like to see them, you know, go to the finals with a full crowd behind them. So, But Washington, mm-hmm. Washington's got two good scores. They got nobody to guard and bead. And uh, they like to get out and transition and run the floor and play with a high pace. So I yeah. think if the, I think it's a pretty good, like early, um, like test against a couple of the Sixers' weaknesses because they're a terrible defensive transition team. So they clean that up in the first round; it'll look okay. Yeah, the thing about the Sixers and they just have to take advantage of it is that the, the Wizards will give you a humongous opening in every first quarter. I mean, last night was more of an anomaly because Indiana just didn't have it in them at all to compete. But mm. the Wizards are, are at least more often than not pretty slow starters and if the Sixers can just come out and put up a 34 to 36 point first yeah the game's over yeah and if Embiid can get a lot of possessions and get to the foul line and slow it up mm-hmm. and kind of take them out of the rhythm because Washington's a team that would they sort of like chunk like together points tempo. yeah yeah and so you slow it down you don't let them kind of get out and run and you get out and stop the ball and you prevent those upcourt passes and stuff like that then they won't be able to do much of anything but Be- Beal and Westbrook is a good backcourt test you know they they only got two stars instead of three like brooklyn does but you know you get a defensive test on the perimeter all right kev we appreciate you brother thanks, thanks man right. anytime guys that's kevin kincaid Great stuff. we'll chat with ryan balaji next
All right, we're back. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Something's telling me that Nyara Andrzak doesn't look like the oh. Uh, commercial. Oh, wait. I sent it to him. Huh? I don't know where Ryan is. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, he's going to be a couple minutes back. That's all. He's fine. Wow. Jordan Spieth outside the cut line. Uh, good. Where's Bryson? Getting tea yet, right? I don't think so. This is the middle. No, he hasn't gone out yet. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studio. Mickelson brought it back. On Shander, Barrett That's Brooks, good. and Harry Mays. Now, Ryan Fallon, she's going to join us coming up in a minute or so. He's just running a little behind on 
I mean, look, this is day two of the PGA. Yeah. Is he on site? Is he on the property? That I don't know. You know, I should have asked him last night. I don't know. It could, I mean, from a media standpoint, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could get there. So I I don't know. You know, it's not far. I know he's down in the district. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a, it's not a bad drive. No, no, that's not six and a half hours or so. Probably from DC. Or you fly. I don't know if Ryan's a flyer. Well, I'll tell you, this cut line is really shaping up here. Right now, it's still at plus two. Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth, Will Zalatoris are outside the cut line right now. Boy, I was talking with Ryan last night about a bunch of different guys, and what came up in the conversation with Zalatoris was just how good he looks in the sense of just not letting this stuff phase him. He's a young mm-hmm. kid and he goes out there and it's just like nothing bothers him. Yeah. And today, apparently something bothered him. Well, I mean, he's plus four today. Yeah. That's not good. No, no. Now look, plus- it's, I think it's unfair. And I'm speaking to Rom just about. dropped out of the cut line now That's too. too. Rom was Man. a lot of people's favorite to win. I know, them. I know. I think I think uh, Brandel Chambly and Justin Leonard both picked him to win it. Mm. Now, what is the cut line too? Right now, it's at plus two. Okay, so notable names as you mentioned: Rom, Rose, Spieth, Zalatoris. Yeah, Kinley. Martin Keimer, Justin Thomas has yet to tee off. Rory right. McIlroy, they they're going out later today. Rory's going to shoot five under today, make the cut. Watch. Probably. Yeah, probably. Patrick Cantlay now. Plus. Yeah, he, he just doubled much. a par five. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Seven on a par five. Yep. And on that's. The, yep. On the second hole. Wow. Yeah, I have him on 11 right now. So he must have gone. He teed off on the back. Yes. Got it. Okay. So yeah. he just finished a let. Wow. Seeing anybody else. Now, these guys still have to tee off. Granted, we're still waiting on a couple of them, but. Daniel Berger, only two under today. He's still plus five. He's going to probably miss it. Matsuyama's one over. Yep. Just to keep an eye on that, he tees at 209. Now, let's Pat- look at some of these. Patrick Reed, plus four today, plus six. He's going home. Trunk slammer. Oh, man. Now, Sergio Rob, Garcia, Billy Horschel. You got Bubba and Bryson at even par, teeing off 131-209, respectively, today. Mm-hmm. So maybe look, this thing here, Bubba Watson has a decent to good day today. Move up a couple of strokes on the leaderboard, Harry. We could be talking about him two shots yeah. off or one shot off. How about Corey Connors? This is a very difficult sport to play, man. Yeah, it really is. It's <laughs> tough to it's tough to put back to back really great yeah. rounds together. It, seriously, yeah. I mean, even even guys that you would expect that it's just difficult. And here's Hofland now, one forty seven. How I don't know. Are you keeping an eye on the wind? How was the wind today compared to yesterday? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not watching it. Okay. Well, I'm I don't know if you're at... getting any comments or anything from it. Streeled, no. by the way, four under through fourteen. Yeah, he tore it up today. So, a question for you. Ron Culver, if you can, please, uh, we're going to need a little more information on this story that you just texted me about. Yeah, there's a glitch in the matrix. Okay. And there's a viral video going around. It's all over Twitter. All you got to do is type in Kepka, Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. And they're both, I don't know what green they're on. They're both uh, kind of looking at it. And then they start walking and they're walking in unison with each other. Like stride for stride, leg 
left leg at the same time, right leg at the same time. But not only that, the fun part is watching them twist or twirl their putters at the same time. Oh. Everything is in perfect unison with each other. I don't know if it was planned or meant to be that way, but it's it kind of it's a glitch in the matrix. That's the only way I can describe it. So we have to pull this video up now. Yeah, yeah Barstool Sports has it. Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka strutting on the green together it, is mesmerizing. It's very bizarre. You can't look away. You you watch it several hundred times and you still can't figure it out. It hurts your brain. <laughs> Hold on, I have to get past the Tim Tebow is back and he's looking thick. Tweet. Mm, yeah. Uh, did Try they- to get past oh. that. All right. I'll pull the clip up here. Golf Digest has it as well. Yeah. No, I have it here now. So we can watch it. Just as long as we don't get banned. Yeah, I know. We might get a copyright infringement. I'm just out here so we don't get banned. Right. Everyone has it, so I don't know how you can copyright. Here we go. That. All right. Neck injuries can be lingering as well. Wow. It's interesting. Is Rory neck? That's neck pretty impressive. Now, is well. Rory flinging, like twirling the club too? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. 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 He did. Now, that's yeah. planned. I'm sorry. Wow. That's planned. Come on, Harry. They wow. But come it on. Your, it hurts your brain looking at it, doesn't it? Not if you look at it like from the angle of they planned it. I could watch that all day. It looks like an ensemble. <laughs> I mean, put the put those two in the Olympics, right? Sync- yeah, swimming. That's synchronized. I mean. Yeah, synchronized uh, green walking. That's gold medal right there. Mm-hmm. All day. You know, we'll have to get thoughts here because Ryan's about to join us. I think this was staged. Let's see, Ryan Ballinger. There he is. Yes. Now, you can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Ballinger, at Golf Newsnet, thegolfnewsnet.com is the site. What's up, brother? Wait, I'm oh, hearing the going. show back. I'm hearing an echo. Uh, we got a little bit of it. Now it's done. What's okay. up, bro? How you guys doing? Great. Great, great. So can you see this up here? This is the video that's now gone viral of Rory and Kepka. I, Harry and I are watching this. This looks to me like they planned it. I, I'm sorry, but I think they planned this ahead of time. Injuries can be lingering as well. The right down to the twirl of the club, Ryan. Come on. Yeah, that's almost got to be staged. Like, all right, we're going to do this at the same time, right? That's too. That's too coordinated. It's not like <laughs> menstrual cycles. Uh, it you can't coordinate like that. Well, uh, Ryan, we're getting a pretty interesting cut line here. It looks like plus you know two. Ryan, Ryan, real quick, we're, we're getting this echo back. So I'm going to put you off and then put you right back on really quick just to see if we can get through that technical issue because I don't want to lose Ryan by any means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he thinks it's staged. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I agree. Ru- Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ride the fader when we mm-hmm. talk. And then have Ryan be able to talk freely. So you go ahead and ask your question, Harry, to Ryan. We're getting a pretty interesting cut line here at plus two with some very big names currently on the outside looking in. It looks like John Rahm just slipped back to plus three after he was pretty uh, pretty hot early on today. Uh, What you know? What do you what do you think this ends up being? You think plus two is going to hold up? I think we move to plus three, maybe even plus four, depending on where things move. I mean, it's pretty brutal out there right now, the last six holes. I mean, they're playing basically at least two strokes over par combined. 
Uh, Brandon Grace just plunked one in the drink on 17. He's looking at bogey or worse. So Phil Mickelson's going to lead out right here in about three and a half minutes. How about maybe that a little bit more than that, which is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> but I, I think a great score in the afternoon if the weather stays like this. I mean, I, I'm thinking 70 is a, a great score. 69 is a great score. It's going to be very difficult out there. It's already a three-club win into the wind right now. Is this the toughest two-hole finish in golf? It's close. I mean, 17 is such a daunting par three. I mean, Brandon Grace's shot was just, it looked like he was just scared. Uh, I mean, the proper, the the layup, really, you should lay up. Spieth talked about it earlier when he played 17 with Mike Greller. Say, I think we should lay up short left, and if it fades, it might get on the green. Otherwise, you, you can't take on that flag. I mean, Daniel Berger did it earlier, hit it to about two and a half feet, which was probably pretty stupid, to be honest. Uh, it's just not the right play. And then 18 is just a monster 480 into the wind, which is basically 510. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that, that's, a, that's a lot to ask somebody to do that in eight shots or seven shots or less. How how bad is it right now compared to yesterday? When, when you look at the wind, you look at the conditions, clearly it's going to be an issue. But yesterday, maybe it was just day one and guys getting used to it. But yesterday, it seemed like it was the determining factor on the round. Is it been anywhere near that today? It's getting there. It's getting there. It's not quite there yet, I don't think, but it's getting there. And I think that's because we also have the limiting factor of having guys teeing off on one and 10, going in different orders. So some of the guys play, you know, those hard, really six finish, the six really hard finishing holes earlier in the round, and they kind of get paid, you know, they pay for it then versus what we're seeing now with Grace and, uh, Bizarre and Horde and guys who are trying to get to the house just hanging on playing natural order, they're about to hit some really rough golf. So I think it will balance out. Yesterday when we were talking, Aethon, I, th- I thought it was going to be uh, afternoon, morning is going to be the bad one. Well, it, it seems like that's going to be the bad one, uh, but I don't think it's going to be all that much more advantageous to play early, late the first two days. It's funny, uh, Ryan, that I I, I really want to see Phil Mickelson win a U.S. Open. I don't think it's going to happen, but if he ends up winning this tournament, uh, that would be an unbelievable story. Do you think he's got the stamina, you know, the endurance to keep this up in this kind of conditions for two more days? I've got to say, I did not see a 69 coming today from Phil. I mean, the way he came in the final nine holes was brilliant, brilliant golf, considering the conditions and the holes that he played. And again, when we talked yesterday, we we're like, all right, well, you know, he was the, the T first round leader for the, the the Wells Fargo a few weeks ago. And then the other three rounds looked more like what we know Phil Mickelson does these days. And then he puts up a great one today. I mean, 69 could be the best round of the day of someone who's going to make the cut. Mm-hmm. You know, someone could throw on a throwaway 67 or something. But I mean, that's an incredible round of golf. And now he's got to realize that at age 50, nearly 51 a month from now, um, he could easily be the oldest major champion in history by two and a half years if he wins yeah. this weekend. Crazy. And speaking of 69s, did you see a 69 coming from Brooks Kepka yesterday? No. I, I mean, I love him in major championships, and he loves difficult conditions. So I mm-hmm. guess it maybe shouldn't have been that far flung to, to think about that. But with his knee just being seemingly so, I guess, it, it's t- I don't even know how to describe it. it it's just kind of temperamental whether he feels okay about it or not, and whether he chooses to use it as a crutch or not, 
but yesterday he didn't. I think he really enjoys these difficult conditions because it knock, he knows it knocks out almost the entire field before we even get started. It's like Jack Nicholas at the U.S. Open. You know, I mean, he, he was famous for saying that. Like, I know I, be, I got half the field beat already before I take a swing. <laughs> right. And I think when, he, when you think that way, I mean, you, you don't think that way week to week on the PGA Tour because last week, 20 some odd under one. But at this mm-hmm. tournament, if you get to 10 under, you've done something special. So right. I, I think Kepka really likes that kind of grind. Well, one guy that, that I do think you saw a 69 or better coming from in the first round is somebody who needs to duplicate that at least a couple of times over to remain in contention, especially with conditions, but maybe well equipped for that. And that's the young bomber in Victor Hovland. He's going to tee off at 147 this afternoon. Same area, right, as we mentioned, with at three under, Ryan. So where is Hovland after one in your mind as far as even winning this thing now? Whew, he's got a long way between now and a late tee time tomorrow. I mean, it, I, I have a feeling he's going to try to play very steady golf. I mean, he said yesterday he did not have his absolute – he didn't put his absolute best round up. He left a couple out there. That's standard pro golfer talk. But I think if he feels like he can just put himself in positions – to score and just see where it leaves him. If he shoots 72 today, you're nowhere near out of it. But if you shoot 77, you are out of it. So I think the goal for him or anybody playing in the afternoon that was under par yesterday, just shoot even par. If you can do that, you have survived, get to Saturday, and then see what you can do in the mix. A couple of trunk slammers, though, no matter where this moves. I think Patrick Reed's going home, and it looks like Daniel Berger, too. Two guys that I really – thought would play well what's the biggest surprise on the negative thus far for you ryan do us a favor hold on one second we're going to break on the radio real quick we're on the jacob media youtube page philly voice as well back in three on sports map radio all right go ahead buddy i'm sorry no worries so i think the biggest one so far is probably jt i mean you expect Mm -hmm. rory to start majors like crap he always does yeah uh but jt i thought it was going to be a big part of this story um from a betting perspective, I had some each way money on Cameron Champ. I really thought if he could just keep it in play, he could be really interesting this week. He obviously did not do that. So that's ten, ten over, nine over, uh, ten over. Yes, yeah. So yeah, wow. not not great. But I think JT is probably my biggest surprise. I loved Berger coming into this. I, I really did. I thought he was going to play great golf, and uh, obviously kind of torpedoed a little bit. Yeah, for some well, reason, I got sucked into the Patrick Cantlay thing again. Now, he's got it to plus four. He might end up making it. Who knows? But, yeah, the, the cut's already moved to three. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if we get to four. I think it's, mm. it's going to be pretty brutal in the afternoon. Wow. Well, that doesn't bode well for me, who's fading Bryson DeChambeau and is, is hoping now for like a – I have to go out there and root for like a 78 today from him, Ryan. <laughs> It could be in the cards, though. I mean, it's just so nasty out there right now. It's consistently 20, and it's consistently in your face on 10 of the holes. I mean, and even on the downwind holes, the pins are really pretty difficult today. So they're not giving you any gift on the downwind holes. How about him on, I think it was seven yesterday, goes driver pitching wedge in that par five. I know he had wind at his back, but Jesus. It's, uh, I mean, but then again, what did, uh, Max Homa, who is not exactly a long hitter, banged one 373 yesterday. So to at least put it in perspective, they were getting yeah. a lot of help. But I don't care who you are playing a, a par five, and especially this length golf course, driver wedge is just frightening. Total freak show. Yeah. 
All right. I'm curious, Ryan, let's look at this from a standpoint of trying to get ahead, uh, you know, later rounds that are starting out. We mentioned a couple of names. One name we did not mention is the defending champion in Colin Morikawa. And I'm curious. I, see, I can't say it the way I normally say it. Morikawa. He says it Morikawa like his name's Maury. Cow. Like from, you know, like a, a like my uncle from Jamaica, Queens, a Jewish guy from Jamaica. Maury! So now, you know, Ryan's going to make fun of me forever if he hears that. So I have to pronounce it correctly here. But how about the defending champ? You know, it's a two o'clock, a little after two tea time. He comes in to wonder if we're expected the cut to drop the cut line around four over. It's going to put him in a position right now where he can really make a move if he can just Again, maybe similar, as you mentioned, to Hovland, just keep his head above water. Yeah, I, I mean, I think generally speaking, in the afternoon, your role is to shoot even par. If you can do what Phil did, find a couple birdies here and there, avoid big numbers, maybe you sneak in around around 70, you've done yourself a great service. You're going to beat the field by four or five or six strokes, and you're going to keep yourself near the lead. You're going to keep yourself under par. Get to a late tee time on Saturday, see what happens. Because there's a very realistic possibility that the wind completely switches by Sunday. So you're just trying to hang on. And if you could play downwind the final six holes on Sunday, then you've got your chance to really make a curious move. And maybe you can kind of steal one of these things away. So for Morikawa, Hovland, Brooks, all those guys in the afternoon, even par, that's all you want. Take it and run. That's Ryan Ballingy at Ryan Ballingy on Twitter at Golf Newsnet is the Twitter account for the golfnewsnet.com. So we're winding down about 90 seconds or so, Ryan. It's all yours. Give us a strong favorite in your mind to win this thing, and then somebody maybe on a little bit of a long shot you like as well. Oh man. I I, I can't I mean Phil's still a long shot in my mind. I don't care that he's leading the golf tournament. But I think Phil Mickelson is still a long shot, but I I've seen from him, he's playing disciplined golf. Seems like he's having real fun, which no. Oh, oh. Uh, Ryan freezing right as we right need at the end of the show. I still think Hovland is my guy. Hovland is his guy. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Thanks, we Ryan. You. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. You got it. A little bit of uh, tech there, but we got through it. Yeah, and we I did. Just wanted to get some some advice on there as well at the end. Hovland, we got in at Hovland at plus eight hundred last night, Harry. Oh yeah, yeah, That's a pretty good play. Uh, good value. Good. He's at plus seven now. Yeah. All right, we're back a little overtime coming your way next. Thank you, Ron Culver. Have a great weekend, everybody. We're back in a splash on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle. A passion from birth and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mac and Jody Mac across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube.
Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. I love how the stream says goodbye to the guests. Yeah, isn't that great, man? Isn't that awesome? This is a community. It's so funny. Play Action Real goes, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> well, yeah, we tell people, too, to keep an eye on the stream when they come in. Yeah. If there's anything that they see. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Now, I see I see an email here. I wanted to get the, uh, into this. It just came in. I think you got it, too. The Brooklyn oh. Nets oh, yeah. have now surpassed the Los Angeles Lakers as the nation's most hated basketball team. This is a study that was done by Bet Online. Is that right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Courtesy of Bet Online using geotagged Twitter, Twitter data. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. You know, I'm a little uneasy about Twitter data because mm. I don't believe that it's accurate. Well, I believe China data on their health situation is more accurate than Twitter's data on any. I <laughs> uh, could be, that could be true, but the nets are hated in 25 States. According to this more than the Lakers, the Lakers 21 guess who is three and four Boston and Philadelphia. Correct. Each with two States, the Celtics have Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and the Sixers are more hated in New York and Connecticut. Look, I, I spent a lot of time in Connecticut, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. Too much time. The Philadelphia 76ers never came up. Right. Unless I brought them up. Because mm-hmm. I would tell people I'm going down to see an Eagles game. Oh, yeah, you're going to go see the Sixers too? What are you? Philly? That's it. Like, yeah. This wasn't a conversation in, in schoolyards. Mm-hmm. Man, my Sixers team. No, no. I like Connecticut? Yeah, that, that one struck me as odd, too. Now, what's the most random state in which Brooklyn is hated? I mean, think about this. The, uh, you start to look at these two states. Nebraska. Yes, thank you. In the Midwest. Yeah. What? What? Nebraska? And Hawaii. Oh. And Hawaii, too. Yeah, Hawaii and Ala- yeah, Alaska's Laker territory, hatred territory. Mm-hmm. So you know what this is, really? This is about two guys. It's really about three guys. It's not even about a team. It's okay? not about the Lakers. It's about LeBron. And and, and it's exactly right. And it's yeah. also about Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, who each have their own separate reasons yep. for why people would hate them. Right. So really, what do people hate the Sixers for? Because Joel Embiid's a loudmouth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, here's the thing. Boston, I get, is hateable if you have history with Boston. But right. if you're from Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Why What's the so hell? hate about Tatum? Right. Yeah. Right. And I still, could, I, I don't think that Pennsylvania, it doesn't make sense that Pennsylvania would be hating the Celtics. I mean, I guess if you go back. But here's the thing. You'd have to go back to people older than you and I to find the true hatred. Sunny Hill. Yes. It's Sunny Hill in the living room. I don't think the living room is on Twitter. I, I don't know. think there's a living so room either. Twitter account. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you are in the living room. Yes. Oh, so I thought you'd get a kick out of that. And then the other thing I saw, 
I did get a kick out of that. Thank you. Was a 224-pound Russian woman reportedly killed her husband with her buttocks. Now, was this in an act of sexual activity? Uh, it, no, a, it's quoted as during a boozy dispute. Oh, so alcohol was involved. That's another way of saying alcohol was involved. Right. I, I, I got a picture of him here. Yeah. Um, Send it to my EYS account. and I'll It's actually it. in our prep sheet from yesterday. Oh. It's a New York Post column. I think I deleted that after I sent it to Brent. Tatiana O is reportedly facing murder charges for allegedly killing her husband by sitting on him. A Russian woman. Okay, she suffocated him as a yes. Ah, oh, well, she's she's you know she's a pretty big woman. Here's yes, a, he's a pretty big dude though. He begged forgiveness. Is quoted here, but she refused to let him go. Their daughter saw their dad pinned face down on the bed and ran to see seek help from neighbors in the Russian city of Novakudvenitsk, according wow. to the news outlet. I get okay. So, so here's the thing. This woman has definitely used that as some sort of form of either attack or defense in her life. Like, that's not something you just go to out of nowhere. Right. You, see, you think she's honed this skill? I, I think so. It's yeah. probably going to be used against her. Yeah. All you need to do is go back in her history and find some ex-boyfriend who said, I was lucky to pinch my way out of that. Right, like, right. God. Yeah. She Here. got a little She got a little too much into the pop-off one night and yeah. sat on me. And I, I was lucky to escape alive. This is why you don't drink rubbing alcohol, Harry. Yeah. You know, this is like the Florida man version. Is that the Florida version of Russia? Do we know yeah. that city? Probably. That's a brutal story, man. Well, that was wow. on yesterday's prep. I thought you were going to go with the Wally Backman thing that we saw on today's prep. Uh, I didn't see that. No. And I, the other one I, that caught my eye was the, this elderly Indian woman over in India narrowly avoided being burned alive after her family mistakenly thought she was already dead from yes, COVID I and they were, they were preparing her for cremation and she jumped up. I thought that would make the fake news, but I know I'm a little disappointed in me Ron. Too. Me too. But yes, I mean, think about that. Now, that stuff happens not all the time, but I feel like every month or, or like four months or so, we get stories like that, right? Yeah. Like person presumed dead walks out of the morgue. Yeah. But this person was actually on the the table about to be cremated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yep. Not like in the morgue or somewhere. Um, they were. She woke up on her own funeral pyre. Okay, that's that is. I mean, I can't even imagine. She was later transported back to the hospital. Wow, that's got to be a major freak out, right? Jesus, Can you imagine that? No, I couldn't imagine. I, I, I can't. Yeah, but seriously, just thinking about that, where you're waking up. That's got to be one of the most bizarre freak scenarios mm -hmm. that you'd go through. That I wouldn't wish upon anybody. No, no. And then there's also the element of like, again, it's one thing if you're in the cold box and you're banging like, let me out, let me out. Another thing, when you wake up and you're on a conveyor belt, <laughs> right? And you're like, whoa, 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 you, you've got a pretty short, finite amount of time to get out of there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yes. better get the hell out of there. Yes.
Now, uh, what do you have as we get out of here? What do I have? Yeah, what are you playing tonight? Anything? No. What are you watching tonight? You watching any sports? Aaron I'm pro- I'll probably tonight? be watching the uh, DVR uh, second round of the PGA. Well, what does that get you to? Like ten o'clock at night? You, you still have a basketball game? No, then I'm going to bed. I got a I got a tea time at nine a.m. tomorrow, so I get I get up early. Okay, well that's that's early for me. That is early. I'll give you that. I just yeah. didn't know if you yeah, were Colin early. Berger's coming by on Sunday. We got a nine oh, on Sunday too. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're going back to back. Yes. Not belly to belly. I was going to say, not belly to belly. Yeah. Is that guy still calling baseball games? Oh, yeah. Of course he is. When I was working at Sirius nearly 10 years ago, he was struggling with home run calls. So Susan Waldman. Oh, my God. It's Roger Clemens. Yep. Yep. It is long. It is it high. Is high. <laughs> it is far. Yeah. And then he would like, oh, it's caught. It's yeah. caught. Like, no, dude, that was never long and that far. That wasn't never long and far. You just yeah. missed it. Oh, man. All right. Great. I guess that's it. Anything else? Not I'm going to take the Warriors tonight, by the way. You are? What's the what's the number? Well, I'm also going to go over as well. How about that total last night? I just tried to get you to go over yesterday. Well, I, I actually, of all things, I was worried about the Wizards. I wasn't worried about the Pacers. And even still, the Pacers took care of business and did enough. What was the that total- like 260 something it ended up? Yeah, it was, it was something ridiculous. like that. It's at 221. That's a good key number right there for the total. Hmm. So you're pretty much, I, I just would default to points being scored at this point. That's all. Yeah. All right. 196. All right, that's out. We're out of here. Have a great weekend. And we will see you on Monday. Go Sixers. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.